Hello and welcome to episode 35. We are here. We're back. We're Hi. alive. Hi. Hello. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, what, what do I do? You know, you can't really <laughs> quote Blood Rage. And anybody will, yeah, I mean, it's just a hi. I, I just love how that guy says, hi. 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 <laughs> Numerous <laughs> times. Anyway, I'm Andy Treifenbach. I'm Josh Lightfoot. I'm Joseph Burge. Patrick Cordcamp. Mike Hassler. All right. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he, broke. he broke. Well, Mike Hassler's <laughs> broken now, so. Anyway. Patrick, okay. restart the switch. Hit the switch. <laughs> <laughs> Flip a switch. Click. Click. <laughs> Okay, uh, so welcome to episode 35, presented by DestroyTheBrain.com. Happy December to you. Yeah. The it's final December. Month. How did that happen? There's only 11 months in the year for us. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that, guys. Burn. Are we, though? Well, we're busy. Yeah. We're busy, busy people. Person. I'm a very busy person. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> There's been numerous times where we tried to do the podcast, and it's like, okay, we got four people. Shit, we got three. Oh, uh, it's no, just they're dropping like us. flies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now we got five. How the hell did this happen? Anyway, okay. We could have had six, but <sighs> someone decided on. to get too drunk last night. Okay. Mm. All right. Wait. Yana? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure <laughs> Jeremy got that drunk too. <laughs> just, just knowing Jeremy, well, a story I would for assume. The podcast oh. story time. Oh. Yeah. Well, he said he was gonna <laughs> call in anyway, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this episode we're not gonna talk about how long we've missed this fucking show. Uh, we're gonna talk about director Panos Cosmatos and his two films, Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy, both available on Shutter. DestroyTheBrain.com and on Blu-ray. We need to talk about horror. Is not sponsored by Shutter. Thank you. Yep. Not call probably, us. Probably never. M- money. Probably. <laughs> they, they don't need us, guys. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's uh, let's get into what we've been watching. We've had a whole month. Uh, please, God, let's just keep it to three titles a pop. <laughs> oh, good. I only brought three. <laughs> all right. Good, good, yeah, good. That's, that's all I was going to That, that works. <laughs> we don't need a two-hour-long episode of... I'll tell you what. I spent... Uh, I watched the entire Batman animated series. So that's a what I've been doing thing? with the time. Oh, yeah. Lord. Well, at least that's just like... You could say that in one fell swoop. I watched episode... I know. And now I have to go back and watch the... Uh, all the features that are on I, I have uh, discovered wait, watching 31 Christmas movies is a lot like harder to. than I thought. Well, that's your fault. Yeah, well. Does that actually have new bonus features? Like, oh, yeah. Not just what was on the DVD? <laughs> I, it, is oh, it, yeah. It's, I think all the extras are ported over, but the thing is, I don't think I ever listened to those. Oh, yeah. Or is, watched any of them. Is it remastered or is it remastered in quotation marks where they tell us no, it's, it's, oh, no, it's totally a brand new show. Totally, yeah, it's totally it's, new. It, yeah. You've never seen it look like this okay. before. Okay. That's awesome. Sometimes they tell us it's remastered and it's like asterisk. No, they. <laughs> this was a frame by frame like restoration that beginning of the show. You can watch the beginning thing on YouTube and see the intro to this show and how, how amazing great. that intro looks now. Nice. So, yeah, the show's, the show's good. Is it though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, think, yeah. I, think it's I prefer. <laughs> I even like that third season that's 
very different. I, I hope prefer... they remaster Batman Beyond. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. I love Batman Beyond. Because yeah. I love Will Fredell yeah, for no that reason. That I never finished. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about horror where we talk about Batman. We need to talk <laughs> Sorry, about Batman. I was just scary. saying that I have a really scary. Fine, Josh. Hmm? You have a bag. What do you got? I do. I have a, a bag. Oh, damn it. Is it for me? No, it's... Let's see. For him and him alone. Well, this is for my... All uh, the sound effects are for everybody, though. Closer to the mic. It's, it's a surprise. <laughs> okay. This surprise. So is what? You want us to shut our eyes? Is it a surprise to you, too? Well, it's a surprise to everyone, because I'm bringing back... Oh, God. Uh, King of Piracies. <laughs> from the vaults. Joshua Life. King of Piracies. I'm a busy person. <laughs> King of Piracy uh, here. King. <laughs> Joshua Life. King of Piracy here. What did I dig out from the vault? What'd you get? All right, so you have to wait, count where'd it. the accent go? Wait, you have to count it now. You have to count how many things you t- dug out from the vault. My good friend from... I'm sorry, what's that? My good friend... On Instagram, name Nemesis Vid. Oh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I can't keep doing this. Okay, all right, that's fine. He runs a website called NemesisVideo.com, and he was selling a Blu-ray called Snick, and oh, it's not an authentic yeah. Blu-ray. It's a. It's a. It's a copy. It's a BDR. Yeah, it is a BDR. Here it is. If anybody wants to look. Oh it is, wow! It is. That's cool. It is a uh, Nickelodeon weekend primetime. And it's his own personal collection of Snick episodes. Is Are You Afraid of the Dark on there? Oh, yes. Yeah. There's a couple episodes. I would love to see that be put out in a Blu-ray pack. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, well, they, I mean, Blu-ray, I don't know. But they are on DVD, but they're like burn-on-demand from Amazon. I mainly bought it for the uh, so-called banned Nickelodeon movie called Crybaby Lane. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that. That was a big deal. Yeah, it came out in, or it aired in 2000, and they only aired it twice originally. And Some parents called the hotline like a million times. Yeah, the the rumor was that parents called and complained saying that it was too scary. But I think the reality is that Nickelodeon just simply kind of forgot about it and never aired it until a bit more recently. Where that new Nickel, <laughs> the new Nick channel called the Splat, they've aired it, and uh, but for years nobody could get a copy of it, and uh, well, who is it? Nemesis Video, they put it on the uh, his his uh, bootleg Blu-ray, and it also has they have Roundhouse on here. I don't think anybody remembers Roundhouse. I, I, I actually remember that. <laughs> I, With Patrick it, Swayze is the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is not one of my favorite shows. I mean, I've been a fan of uh, Ren and Stimpy and uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, mainly. Are there any, uh, like, bumpers and stuff included? There are. Okay, so these are not the original live broadcasts. Okay. Which is a shame, but they do put in commercials sourced from... Some of them look like they came from YouTube. Some of them look like Uh. they came from actual VHS. So the quality varies. Like, the commercials look... Bad, but the actual episodes uh, in each Snick episode they look really good, and uh, I'm okay with I'm okay with that because there's something for me 
there's something that's comforting like when you i always use this example i used to have the original teenage mutant ninja turtles movie on vhs and i would never watch it anywhere but on vhs because i like the sound Mm -hmm. that a vhs makes so when something sounds a little bit more low quality and it's from a long time ago it's almost more comforting that way for me Mm. except when you fall right to sleep except when you fall asleep with a vhs on and the tv wakes you up in the middle of the night (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that was always a welcoming wake-up call oh jesus So five full episodes of Snick. The the other one that was interesting or horror related is the uh, very last Keenan and Kel episode called Two Heads Are Better Than None." I actually liked uh, that one. I can't remember that one. It's it's okay. it was it, people did not like it. Like it's, people were mad about it when it came out. Why? For, what happened? Well, because they just it's, said it wasn't funny. It's oh, pure chaos a, in just, the streets. It's not funny, <laughs> but. There is a surprising cameo by Michael Berryman in it. Oh, hey. Oh. So that's cool. And I totally forgot that Ken Foree plays... Yeah, uh, he's uh, Keenan's uh, dad, Keenan's right? dad. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot. But yeah. I know. Uh, I know. But if you want to get this, though, <laughs> oh. it's not available anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to get it. Um, but maybe the the guy who runs Nemesis he'll, Video... He'll do it again. He'll probably Halloween. do it again. He also put out... Uh, the uh, like a Monster Vision set with uh, yeah episodes of Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs. So. Fun. Not from this team here. Thing. Here you can have it. Yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you find okay. this fella? He's oh, on Instagram. Man. He couldn't oh, reload his ink par- cartridge. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. Joseph. <laughs> um, in honor of Oh Mandy, uh, I watched Mom and Dad with Nicolas Cage. Uh, that is a trip from beginning to end. That's great. I I would watch it again. It's it's very funny. I like the like hell it out was of it. it was very funny. I can honestly say I would recommend it. It was it was pretty hilarious. There are <laughs> things going on. <laughs> um. But I, w- I wanted to see a movie in which Nicolas Cage rages out because we're talking about a movie in which Nicolas Cage rages out. And so those fit pretty perfectly together. He's he's next level great in Mom and Dad. I think he's <laughs> awesome in Mom and Dad. Have you watched it, Andy? Yeah, it's all right. I liked it. I mean, I don't know about next level, but <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty awesome in it. He's good. He's good. <laughs> Just good. Yeah. Uh, look, I like my Nicolas Cage like raising Arizona Nicolas Cage. <laughs> All right. Not face off. I Nicolas mean, Cage. spoiler alert. I also like him in Mandy, but I'm just saying. Oh, Vampires Kiss. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Hey, I mean, there's there there there's two. Definite, yeah, that's somebody's name now. <laughs> there's two definite Nicolas Cages. There's raising Arizona Nicolas Cage, and then there's yeah. face off Nicolas Cage. Yes. <laughs> well, I know. And then, I'll be honest. That's when I started not liking him as an actor too much. But Vampire's Kiss is early Cage stuff, so it's kind of hard to say. Like he's became this Cage rage phenomenon. Which, by the way, I hate that term too. I'll tell you why later. I don't yeah, think I've ever heard it. I think you've. I think I've mentioned it. Cage rage. I don't think I've ever heard that. Reminds me of that. What are you talking about? Song. You were just saying it. No, I've never heard that phrase. The raging cage. Cajun. 
<laughs> oh. We're talking spices now. <laughs> spices. Isn't that a Popeyes thing? <laughs> it's, anyway. a, it's a Dune thing. <laughs> okay. Patrick. Uh, I watched the Fright Night remake for the first time. Oh, that to, uh, for the first time? Where have you been? Well, where, where have <laughs> any of us been? But, uh, you know, new movies come out and some see, people this just was don't actually, see them. I, I watched it for the first time a month and a half ago because, you know, it's been a while. For the first Still kind of catching up here. Um, did you, Was it you who said you prefer that one to the original? Oh, no. Right. Uh, Someone on Twitter Somebody said, has said that. Uh, yeah. I, I have. I think I know who you're talking about. But I did enjoy it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> I found it for cheap. but Okay. You know, I mean, you've only seen it that for, one time, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, the be, only, it's better than you remember. It once that's, that's the nice only time I, mean, I needed to see it. It's better than you remember. I mean, it's it, not it's, something I would watch it's not a bad. lot, but I mean, it's for for not expecting anything out of it. I was like, this, maybe this I'll give it another bad, watch. You know, David Tennant's in it. It's not bad. Yeah, I like Craig a, Gillespie as a director a lot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Collette's in it. Yeah, Anton fucking Yelchin. Yeah, and a nice little Chris Sarandon cameo. Yeah. This was kind of cool. Colin Farrell, I think, is the weak spot in the movie. I think yeah. uh, it would have been. A, I think that was miscast. Yeah, and it, it, who would you have casted? Uh, maybe <laughs> Colin Firth, even. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. Colin, yeah, Firth. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Oh, he needs to be cast <laughs> and everything. But I did. Yeah, that guy doesn't look <laughs> like a vampire. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> He's such a vampire, <laughs> Mom. Look at him. Maybe Fucking Johnny, look at him. Maybe Johnny is vampire. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was I kinda... did not bite him. I did not. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I got to kind of give credit where credit's due. Where it, it, it wasn't an exact mimic of the original, like, you know, especially with, like, the Peter Vincent character. Like Sometimes that's better. He though. wasn't really a horror host. They kind of turned him into more of, like, a Chris Magician. Angel yeah. mind yeah. freak kind of. <laughs> Something that Vegas was already behind the times and, when it came out. Which it was. Yeah. And even when I watched it, <laughs> it was. I, I kind of I think probably when the movie like, was written, that was a little more <laughs> yeah. Like, guys, this thing. is how we're going to spice yeah. it up and modernize it. Yeah, but I guess it takes place in Vegas. So I, I do want to say, because, you know, we had a conversation off camera there are in my opinion remakes that are well off mic but we there are remakes that are better than the original and i do agree with andy that the remake of the hills have eyes is better than the original i'm gonna spoil my second uh, damn it blasphemy anyway uh, it's not blasphemy (laughs) it's not blasphemy it really is i've i've felt that way and i just feel stronger about it every time i watch wes craven's hills have eyes even though i own it because i'm a sucker actually didn't I buy it on the cheap? I think that's why I bought it. <laughs> no, the Arrow Video Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like dirt cheap through that family video sale. Mm-hmm. I think that's oh, why so. I bought it. So, yeah. uh, anyway, Fright Night, not great, but definitely probably Fright Night 2011. Prob- probably eleven. Be- yeah, it? 2000, okay. 2011. Watch yeah, it once. It might be better. I'd say watch it the second time. It is better than your. I'll watch it again. It's fun enough. I would say it's not worth buying, but it's worth watching. It was better than I thought. Michael. Uh, so Michael. last time, <laughs> last time I forgot to talk about one of my favorite discoveries this year, which is uh, that I had watched in October. So good that you forgot. I know. Well, it, it's I meant to talk about it, and I just didn't. It's I Am a Hero. It's from 2015. Oh, I it's know that. It's directed by Shinsuke Sato. <laughs> I am a hero. It's oh. really, really good. 
really I've never good. watched it. I've seen the trailer. I've Where seen did the you trailer. watch it? Uh, I own it. Oh, you, you bought it. Okay. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. Well, I have it on my wish list because I, I, me and Yana really want to see it. Oh, you guys I are going to love the, it, man. I think the import. I know like Yana 35. would probably really like it. Who so. put that yeah. out? Uh, Funimation. Oh, that's why. That's yeah. why it's so yeah. expensive. Yeah, the import's like so. thirty. Never going on sale, and uh, yeah. <sighs> so it? it's just uh, how much was it? Hassel? Just gonna buy it. Uh, it's it's in the twenty-seven dollar range. I think. Uh, see, last time you I looked at it, I thought it was thirty. And you can something. you can get it from a different seller for a penny less. Ooh, hell yeah, yeah. deals. Oh yeah. E- the only way you're gonna get that that movie any cheaper than that is maybe eBay if you find somebody that's just trying to get rid of it. So what is I am a hero? Uh, yeah, about? And you're not finding that either. Uh, it's it's a a guy who is a very unlikely hero uh, <laughs> in the middle <laughs> of a zombie apocalypse kind of situation. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it does. It, it's it does it's not. It does not sound like it's something that's uh, unique. And special, and moving, and funny, and hilariously funny. It's it's kind of I I seen it compared to Shaun of the Dead, and I see, I think yeah, it's a little more there are elements. It's way more serious than that, um, and it also is. It's it's definitely in the top ten goriest films of all time. You just gave me a new Christmas gift idea. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend. Uh, Go with that seller that sells it you, for a penny less. Than. Yeah. Uh, other yeah. than Mike, have <laughs> you, you do you know anybody that's seen that it, Josh? What? The, the movie. No, but he's no. Talking about. I, no, but he blind bought it, and if Mike blind bought it, then then he well, says, that's great, good enough then, for me. Yeah, that's good enough for me. I, I know a couple people who have seen it. Just like I've heard of like it. Like a knockout and. So I was like, well, I got to see this somehow. Look like a knockout. <laughs> Let's do old-timey reviews. <laughs> yes. Bully. Bully, bully. All right. Well, uh, I finally well, watched... I watched The Hills Have Eyes. No, no. I finally watched <laughs> Hold the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just talk about that as a whole anyway. Uh, Hold the Dark. Jeremy Saulnier's latest on Netflix. Yeah, another um, one of the people that was like, mm, okay. It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there are things I, I really dig about it. There's things I don't like about it. And I think the stuff that I don't like about it is probably because um, it is a little different than his previous output uh, in regards to violence. I think one of the things that I've always loved about Jeremy Saunier is that his violence that he portrays in like Green Room and um, you know, Blue Ruin and even Murder Party. It's clumsy. And it's like, it's a violent... Oh, you don't think this is clumsy kind of... A clumsy me- kind of violence? A mess- no. A messy kind of... Clum- no. I mean, you can maybe say that about the turret scene, but that's... Yeah. That even felt like long and drawn out. It, it lost its impact for a while. Oh, man. Not agree. Has anybody else seen this other not than just me no. and Mike? Okay. Um, I I like Wait, it. You guys not have fucking Netflix? Wow. No, <laughs> I only. I I've have not, you seen all the movies I own? I need to get through that no, first. No. I yeah. I've I'm just not that. It, I will. Uh, Green Room was okay. I watched it because okay. You, that's crazy talk. No, wow. I mean, <laughs> no, wow. I mean it was good. It was good. I watched it because you recommended it, Andy. It was good, but it. 
I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to sit down and watch all of his movies. <laughs> Blue Ruin is where you need to watch. That that's which is on my watch list. You need to watch. That. Yes, and I think everybody party. needs to watch that. I just God watched sake, Murder, Murder Party, party. actually. Well, I guess we'll get around to you. Well, I'm probably not going to even talk about that one. But right. I only I watched it because on the last episode you told me I should watch it, and yeah. I watched it. So it was fun. Yeah, it's good. I mean, if you say Blue Ruin is something I should watch, if I'll somebody watch asked it, me what, what what would be the first movie you would recommend from Jeremy Saunier, yeah, it would and be Blue and that's Ruin. the one chance that they're going to give this director, I would say Blue Ruin. Okay. Yeah. Cause I just I watched Green Room and it it was it was good but I it wasn't like something I was hungry for more of his stuff afterward. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, Hold the Dark is good. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as what people are saying, Mike. I mean, it's good. It's just not. I guess there's I don't see a lot of rewatchability in it. And one of my things lately is that if a movie can be good, but I feel like a movie is great when you have rewatchability to it. Means I'll, I don't I'll pot think you. That's necessarily the case. I don't think that's necessarily. I I would agree. <laughs> I just want to make that noise. I anymore. would agree yeah. with Andy. I think in any form of media, the ability to meld into our society and become. Whoa, this is getting deep. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I talked. I talk about. I talked about this in one of the things that I wrote on my blog. Mark Twain's written characters we don't even know he's written before, because they become part of our culture, and that. To be able to use something over and over again is a true test of whether it's good or not. Yeah. But also, like, you know, I am kind of curious, Mike, if I saw Hold the Dark before Wind River, even though there's still not... I know that comparison is nothing new online, especially. No, but... but I, and it's it's an apt comparison. I, I'd say that, yeah, they're definitely in the same vein. Yeah. Uh, they're very different movies, but... For sure. For sure. But I, I wonder if maybe Hope the Dark would have been a uh, higher impact if I hadn't seen Wind River, because I really liked Wind River a lot. Oh, I love Wind River. Um has anyone I've, here not seen Wind River? I haven't I have seen not. Wind River. Oh, oh, you guys need to see it. Is that, is that another one of his on movies? No, nope. no, no, no. It's um, no, it's, um, very Taylor Sheridan wrote and directed it. Oh, the guy who or, did uh, he did direct Hell, Hell and High Water. Mm-hmm. He wrote Hell or High Water, and he wrote. Um, no, I thought he directed. No, he didn't direct that one. Don't make me pull it off the show. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. We're going to watch it right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was the other one that he wrote? Sicario the, is what he wrote. Sicario is the one that he wrote. Oh, I like Sicario. But Hell like or, or, or like High it. Water, I'm pretty sure he directed did you, as well. Did you like Sicario? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. right. We'll, we'll confirm this after after I'm done, which How I am. I just look it up now, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I got to pull it off and shove it in your face. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. All right, Josh, you're up. All right, so David McKenzie. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> David McKenzie. Son of a bitch. Who just directed Outlaw King, which is on Netflix as well, and also good. But anyway, yeah, Josh. Oh, I got a big one. Ooh, big, big. Oh yeah, you did. Wait, I, I watched. I watched big. Yeah. I almost no. watched. <laughs> oh wait, Andy didn't think uh, that one time. through. <laughs> I did. That was the joke. I watched 28 of the 30 classic monster movies in the oh, new no. classic. You classic did what I wanted set. to do. 24 hours. No. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. That can't be done. No, that'd be a mathematical impossibility, there, Joseph. Not if you watch three Not at one logical. time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we got pitcher and pitcher. <laughs> yeah, oh, Lord. I admit I had a few blind spots in the I had classic. A lot. Monster. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, f- well, first time watches, and I I feel bad that this was a first time watch. Was the Invisible Man? Oh, never, really? Never seen it. See, no. I think I've seen I've seen all of them except for like the Mummy. I'm a little fuzzy on, but I've seen all the the first ones and I it seems like the yeah. sequels is where I Yeah, lost I had track. seen all the first ones of of the the monsters but yeah. um I Which had, one did you miss? You said you only watched 29 of 30, 20. Oh, okay. The, there's two I didn't watch and that's because I'm waiting for my damn replacement disc from Universal oh, so the and that, the sequels. creature sequels. But I have seen The Invisible Man Returns, which I think is underrated. Yeah, it's I actually like a really good sequel and a lot of people forget that Vincent Price yes. actually played uh, the Invisible Man in two movies. Actually. If you came to Horror Trivia Night, we've used that question <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz we ran out of time the second time we used it. Let's just pull an old one. Yeah. Uh, but uh he also played the Invisible Man in very briefly in Evan and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah. The mm-hmm. very end. Yeah. Which is also a great one. Uh also the some of the blind spots that I filled in. Uh, Son of Frankenstein is a really good one, too. Uh, yeah. But I still think, of all the classic monsters, though, I think Bride of Frankenstein is, is the, the best. very best. And I um, don't think you're in a minority there. I think I've heard that. I don't know. Most I, mean, I, don't know. Of, I think there's there's definitely a lot of people that have like their own personal favorites. Yeah. I probably rank like Bride of Frankenstein the best one, and then Frankenstein... And I'm trying to think of maybe what I would... It's still Boris in it, isn't it? Maybe Dracula after that, but I don't know. It's hard. The Mummy sequels, though, are boring. Really? Oh, yeah. So uh, The Mummy has always been my least favorite. Yeah, and that's... I I think I've seen The Mummy, and then I was just like, eh, I'm good. And now that you tell me the sequels are bad, well, I'm going to watch them, but... I don't know. It's I, it doesn't it, surprise me that I mean, they're it, bad. You bought the set, so yeah, you should watch them. No, Brendan mm-hmm. Fraser is in those. Crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have the no, that's mummy Tom Cruise. Anymore. That's Tom Cruise. Ugh. I don't I, have the mummy scream <laughs> anymore, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Would have been nice if they just. <laughs> I got it. They just threw the mummy in there oh, into the God. box set. It's just <laughs> like we have all these unsold <laughs> copies. <laughs> right. You're like, I, what the fuck is as this? A, as a bonus, that would be a, a good way to a get a bonus to disc not for the it. dark universe that may or may not happen. <laughs> I got to oh, agree with you. It can't on, happen. Uh, the movie did so bad. <laughs> on a uh, son of Frankenstein, I definitely agree with you there because that. What I love about that one, not only does it introduce uh, Igor. You know that because that's like the very first appearance, and you know everybody assumes that Igor was always Frankenstein's assistant mm-hmm. when it was uh, Fritz, right? Yeah. But what I love about that movie is how stylish it is. Like it's very German expressionist, er, very Doctor Caligari. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Caligari. But- Caligari. 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 You know Gary. Shut up. <laughs> you know Caligari. <laughs> you know Caligari. Lavithian. You know Caligari. He Out lives there in, in California. Yeah, he, you lives, know that. He, lives in, he lives in Cali. They're the best couple, <laughs> Cali and Gary. <laughs> but, uh, you know them. <laughs> Caligari Cooper. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people forget about the Spanish version of Dracula, which no, I also that, I think, honestly, I think that might be better. A lot of people really, I, lot Except of people for, like, I, I love Bella Lugosi, don't get me wrong, that, that's but that's the only thing. Like craftsmanship wise, I like 
I like the Spanish version. There's, I think it moves along faster. That that's the part where I'm going to disagree with you. I don't oh. think it move. It's it is a lot longer and it feels yeah. a lot more drawn out. I don't know, man. And uh, and also I mean? Philip Glass's <laughs> score is really cool. Some yes. of the facial expressions in the Spanish Dracula are just so funny. <laughs> like yeah, like, yeah. like you, you see, there's a, a, a scene that's the the exchange between. Van Helsing and Dracula and just mm. their facial expressions are just you, it's impossible not to laugh right. when you watch mm. it again but I'm going to disagree with you I think the, okay. I think okay. Lugosi's Dracula is better than the Spanish one no I need to rewatch it but I remember um, when it first came out on DVD mm. I was like I think Keanu really Reeves good. is the best Dracula I don't know what any of you talking what? about he's <laughs> not even Dracula you're talking about Caligari <laughs> and then one more thing I want to talk about is there's some Caligari Busey Caligari Oldman was there's some Universal Monster movies that aren't in the set that I wish would come to Blu-ray like uh, The Raven and uh, how was the other Wait. one? I was thinking the Black Cat with Bella Lugosi. Was the Raven Universal? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was okay. part of the the Universal monster set. There's other ones like the Mad Ghoul that people forget about, or a uh, the Murders. Mad Magician. No, uh, no, not the. It's one's called the Mad Ghoul. Okay, and the other one's called uh, Murders at the Rube Morgue. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Know if you've seen that one, yeah. I mean, there's so I many. See that like, one. I forgot the Raven. I forgot the Raven. The Raven's a good one. It yeah. is a good one. With Peter Lorre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So but I haven't seen any of these. No. The Black Cat. I you own the have box the set, box set. So. And I have never seen a single Universal a si- monster. A single one. Nope. Really? Is Dracula Untold Universal? You've yes. never seen a single Universal Not a single one. Are you yes, sure? Dracula Untold was the first. They've literally. That was their first. Be, yes, that okay, was that's supposed to be the part of the new. So if I go on Letterboxd, you haven't rated any of those movies? Uh, if I have, it's been an error. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're a liar if you have. Uh, Mike's a big fat yeah. liar. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, big I'm fat gonna, Garrett I'm gonna, liar. I, I sure gonna, don't think I have. I have to be honest. I've seen all the first ones, mm-hmm. and that's it. I've never watched any sequels. Yeah. And I've watched Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I've watched oh, Ride well, of Frankenstein. You have seen that. That's the only other thing. Okay, I've so seen. you're I've a liar Bride. now. That's in the box. Yep. Well, Mike's a big liar. Don't sorry. believe anything he says. Okay. okay. Right. I'm Joe, done with it. Joseph, please. Right. I watched Cam. Can't Cam. 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 I actually watched <laughs> it before I knew that. I uh, also Mike, that. that Mike uh, reviewed, reviewed it. it. Um, I watched because my wife wanted to. Did anybody else watch it? Joseph, mm, I reviewed it no. a long time ago. So Joseph, long myself, ago. and Mike. Okay. Uh, I watched it because my wife wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I got. You, you didn't want to. <sighs> I did, but I well, didn't. That's not a big debate. I, I, I did, but I didn't. I, I thought it was going to do exactly what it did. I'm extremely annoyed at movies <laughs> where it just ends. Here we go. The, no, yeah, no, no, it's no, just no, that no. nothing gets, nothing was accomplished. We yeah. didn't learn anything. We yeah. have no idea what happened. It's just, oh, it's over now. I can't remember what Mike gave it on the site. Uh, I, I think I gave it three. I may have given it higher on the site. I usually give out the oh here's oh, a, here's a oh here we go. I give at least a half step higher usually. Why? To the st- I don't know. Sympathy? Kind of. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. So, the acting's not bad. I didn't think the, the acting was so alive. bad in it. it. I thought the camera no, parts were believable. No, my feelings are expressed perfectly. <laughs> 
<laughs> Perfectly. Uh, I thought the cam girl parts were believable. The yeah, acting well, isn't yeah. terrible. I just get so annoyed because I sat there and watched this whole movie, and I'm like, it, to me, it always feels like a waste of time if we get to the end of the movie and your main character has learned nothing. Your main character, like... Well, she learned something does she i don't know uh there's what was that voice the last the last third of that movie is just complete nonsense the last third of the movie i got like i said i was just there and i was like none of this i think josh has proven you a liar none of this i question your numbers (laughs) none of this makes any sense to me at the end and i was like i was like so we're not gonna find out anything yeah and i I think that was my big complaint uh was that like it just it it goes down a rabbit hole and never it doesn't have an exit yeah it doesn't know how to and and that that was kind of the most because it's a nonsense script but obviously i think a lot of netflix films i've found have this problem where they get to the end yeah this wasn't made for netflix or anything though this was you know they just saying a lot of movies that i find on netflix that are netflix originals have that problem but what i will say is like um you know the cam girl stuff feels real because it's written by an actual cam girl well, written, maybe co-directed. She, yeah, she so. she was a cam girl at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that stuff was fascinating to me because I'm not into that stuff at all as a viewer or yeah. obviously as a cam girl. You know what she could have also done? <laughs> what? Make a no, documentary. I've seen you on that. Hey, I think I would have <laughs> right. liked a documentary is, uh, on the subject a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. My name is uh, Kelly Gary Jr. Camboy. <laughs> Camboy. But I think, uh, what's her name? The the lead. I can't Madeline Brewer. Uh, Madeline, Brewer. Madeline Brewer. I think she's really good. Yeah, she's good. And uh, I, I like her. But it was just kind of I like her face. And I like I got weird. I like her face. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, I mean. Really, she's it, got a really cute face. It's, it's, uh, it's wow. believable that she's a cam girl because, you know, they could have picked somebody that wasn't conventionally attractive. And mm. then you would be like. I don't believe that there are men watching her right yeah. now. No, I, I, I think it hit like some of the notes on the head because, I mean, again, I don't watch this stuff, but it, it felt very real, and I think that was very important to the story. But the problem was, was like when we start to get into the doppelganger aspect, it's like, oh, cool, I can't wait to see how this plays out. Oh, and it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> So that and was... then the way that she gets the way that the, that it ends that she gets every that she yeah. gets it kind of resolved. I was watching this going, I don't know that this this is accomplishing what it's supposed to. No, no it, it's not an earned ending. It's just uh, well, we got to end this somehow, I guess, guys. All right, cool. Cam. Yeah, so we like Cam a lot, guys. Um, <laughs> Cam a lot. I mean, it's worth a watch, but I would, I would say it's worth a watch if all you want to do is just watch something, you know, like you don't want to think about it. If all you want to do is cry, just watch it, guys. No, I'm saying, you know, there's a such thing in our society as a popcorn movie, a movie you just watch to watch. If, if you want to just watch it, go ahead. But okay. I exercise. So. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick? Uh... Another October watch because you know catching up here. Did you do any watching in November? I, I did, but I, I want to talk about these movies. Okay. <laughs> uh, I bought that double feature of uh, Munchies. Munchie? No, it was uh, <laughs> Terror Terrorvision and the Video Video Aww. Dead. Yeah, yeah, so, awesome. Screen set. Factory. It was only I found it for ten bucks. Oh, so good, I was like, good. Where? Gotta buy it. V Stock. 
Oh, you um, didn't get there in time, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already own you, you it. You already own it. Of course you do. You know who I am? You know who I uh, am? <laughs> no issues with that set that I noticed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not to my knowledge. No, that was one of their but first. The, yeah. Although I think today they probably would have released those separate and try to make more money off probably. of them. Because... Uh, that Collect- company? No. Collector's edition. Never. I, no. Uh, they never Hey, would you like off. to buy our Urban Legend Final Cut? <laughs> no, said everybody. <laughs> why put, is this not I don't understand the why they one. didn't put like a, a collection out. Because nobody well, wants the third one. It, they didn't even put out the third one. Yeah. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants it. Not even Scream. And I always Look, get confused. If Scream Factor doesn't put it out, there's no market for it. <laughs> I always get confused and think Final Cut That's is the third one for whatever reason. No. But it's well, not. because it's got the title Final Cut. Right. <laughs> so which of the two did you like best? I actually haven't watched Video Dead yet, but I did. No, watch. of the two Urban Legend movies. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, surprise. <laughs> We've changed topics. <laughs> no, TerraVision. Uh, TerraVision. I really TerraVision liked TerraVision. That was TerraVision. fun. And I loved, uh, his name escapes me, but he was the uh, foster parent in Child's Play 2. Garrett Green? Oh, yeah. Garrett, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's also in Phantom, Phantom of the Paradise. Paradise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he had yeah. that big... He yeah, was, he, he is great. He's actually, if you watch him in interviews, he is a really good actor. Really? It's just he got the crappiest roles. Yeah, I only <laughs> see him in like little roles like that. Uh, like Chud 2. Chud 2, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, he's, he's Bud the Chud, isn't he? Bud the he's Chud. pretty funny in everything he's in, though. Like mm-hmm. uh, I've always liked him. But uh, not only him, but there was the... Do you remember the character O.D.? He was the... The the kind, rock kind of the star, rocker dude, the yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, he was make your butthole cry. <laughs> Wait, Bill Paxton? No, no he acts like he him. Is, Bill Paxton uh, is in this movie, isn't he? No, no. he's not. Uh, what fucking movie am I thinking of? God damn it! I can't remember the chick who's in. Uh, Bill and Ted is in it. Yeah. She plays the sister, but yeah. the uh, the guy who played O.D. He was in. Napoleon Dynamite. He was oh Uncle uh, Rico. Rico. Uncle Rico. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Yeah, but funny character though. Because yeah. I remember when I was watching, I was trying to figure out who he was. It's an was R-rated like, How movie. Do I recognize that guy. It's an R-rated movie that has a very PG feel to it. It does. Yeah, because like, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff in that movie. You have the swinging parrots. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then they get killed in the. Uh, and the pool by the monster. What's really weird movie. is the first time I ever watched it was on Turner Classic Movies. Really? Yeah. Wow. They aired it at like 2 a.m. and I was like, "What is this?" So I, you know, that's a good set time that recorder yeah. up. So, but huh? yeah, it's fun. Video Dead's not as good. So no, no that's, no, what, I've, that's what I've heard. <laughs> that's what I've heard, but I'll still watch it eventually. I watched the curd, the curd, the cured. I was like, say. cheese curds? Sorry. <laughs> Bean cake? The Cured, yeah. which is a movie from last year that I didn't have any ability to see until this year when it came out. Um, <laughs> cool story. Yep. So anyway, uh, it's it's <laughs> it's another zombie movie. Oh, just another one of those. But no, it's a little bit different. It's uh, I, I'd say it's kind of in line with The Girl with All the Gifts and... What's the other one I'm thinking of that can't think of the name of right now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. The boy with all the bags. Joshua <laughs> Lightfoot. <laughs> all the bags. Uh, hey, King of Piracy here. Is this <laughs> this movie is uh, takes place in Ireland, and it's uh, about what happens after they find a cure for being the undead. 
And the problem is, is that you retain all the memories of what you did when you were dead. Hmm. So it's a movie that's a, it's, it's about grief. It's, Definitely, it definitely scared me a few times. It's got some good jumps. Uh, and where did you watch this? Uh, I own this as oh, well. Okay. Mike just buys movies. Yep. See, I just can't do that anymore. Oh. I'm very what? more careful now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> when I look at your Instagram, that's all I see. I've seen those movies. New <laughs> <laughs> release Tuesday. Josh is out on the prowl. Oh, Lord. Anyway, this has Alan Page in uh, one of oh, the... Oh, hi. And uh, <laughs> it's... It, I think it's very good. Uh, apparently, it's a it's a mixed bag for people, but I think it's very interesting. What's the letterbox rating? Um, my rating was four stars. Whoa. So it would have been four and a half on this trailer. Higher than low life. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, higher than low life. Mm, all right, all right. Higher the than cured. low. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I watched the Joe Bob Briggs Dinners of Death. Uh, well, half of it, and then uh, I fell asleep. I was fall- I was kind of dozing off. I dozed off in the last five minutes of Hills Have Eyes because it's such a great movie. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, no streaming issues. Not this time around. Yeah, no, I was using a Roku. I heard that there was an issue where. Um, at first, where they were switching between movies, the, like, yeah, and that's what happened the last, last time. time. It, it it would crash, hmm. uh, so you'd miss like a good ten first ten minutes of of the next. But there was second. nowhere near as big of an I issue. I had no problems as, this year. Then yeah, I had zero problems. Um, so that was nice. Uh, Either watch. they were more prepared or less people tuned. No, in. I think I don't no, know. I think, it I think was a little uh, bit of both. servers. It's probably a little bit of both because they both. realized, hey, it's going to be on demand. I don't need After to watch first, it tonight. Yeah, After it. the first time, they're starting to get some real money, so they're probably mm. doing infrastructure upgrades. Ooh, tech talk, tech talk. <laughs> uh, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I watched, even though I've you know obviously seen that multiple times. But Joe um, Bob is but yeah, knowledgeable as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, coincidentally, my wife listens to My Favorite Murder, which is a podcast that I like at times and hate at it's the okay. same amount of time. Uh, but they talk about, uh, they were in Austin, Texas and did a live show and they're like, oh, there's this really comprehensive article by a guy named John Bloom who writes for, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, you mean fucking Joe, Joe Bob? Bob? They never yeah. mentioned Joe Bob. I'm like, you idiots. Of course, <laughs> That was just me being really nerdy. Uh, oh, uh, Jeremy told us to go fuck himself. Hey, oh, okay. uh, hey that was yeah, nice. Very nice. Um, Did you watch Dead or Alive? No. So I, like I said, I uh, started passing out at the last five minutes of Hills Have Eyes because it's so enthralling. And uh, yeah, I I woke up and he was just about to start. I I kind of stayed up a little bit to, before I went to bed see what the third movie was and I I saw it was Dead or Alive. And I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I I like that I movie. Like no, don't get me wrong, it's but a it's great movie. it's not a movie I need to watch at like one o'clock in the morning. I uh, I felt the same. I don't know. That kind of has some charm at one. No, yeah, I mean, I'm. It's not a dull Mickey film. Yeah, it's a very charming masterpiece. But it, it was just <laughs> it was just one that I was like, eh, I'm good. And then I figured the fourth and final one would be Blood Rage. Of course. Um. So I did actually go back and rewatch Blood Rage because yeah, I didn't I d- watch it this Thanksgiving. That was season. the only one that I watched on demand mm-hmm. because he, I wanted to watch it, and also I thought, well, let's see what this Joe Billy Bob is. Joe <laughs> Billy Bob, even Joe Bob Briggs, he uh, 
it's he mentions that he had never even heard of Blood yeah, Rage, yeah. and and I think a lot of people hadn't until Arrow Video put out that Blu-ray. Now everyone's mm. seen well, it. Yeah, and that's the funny thing. Yeah, is no, like, I think it's I, a little overhyped. <laughs> oh no. no, I don't think so. I, I think that fun. is worth it's, every it's fucking minute of, of your time. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, was actually my first time. Watching. But yeah, I think the first time I watched it was that Prism VHS, and hmm. I can't remember if I really liked it or not back when I was younger. Because I was like, oh, this is kind of... That was back when uh, Andy thought he was better than everybody else. And, I need a good slash. <laughs> this is As opposed to today. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, he can't take my stuff, man. Only I get to the garbage. Well, anyway. <laughs> I like Road Rage. Or Road Rage. Wow. Blood Road Rage. Road Rage. I also <laughs> like Road Rage. And Watch out. It's a great video game, Yeah, guys. the Simpsons. So do you like <laughs> the Hills Have Eyes remake more than the oh, original? Oh, yeah. For sure. I agree with Joe Bob, who also says the same thing. That the Hills Have Eyes remake is way better. Yeah. I I personally my I haven't watched it in a few years. What the remake? Yeah, okay. either one. I haven't watched either one in a few years. But what I remember liking about the remake more is I felt the ending was a lot better in the remake. Yeah, I mean it does get a little <laughs> silly. I, I will ag- agree. Uh, like the guy in the wheelchair. While that's a creepy image, it's it plays out really silly. But, Breakfast. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. There are silly elements to that yeah. movie, but, but I, it's it's way better than Craven's. Yeah, way better. Especially the uh, trailer invasion. I think that is uh that really pushes the limits. Now the second one, I yeah. hate wholeheartedly. The, the well, the nobody Hills likes the fucking second one of either of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Dinner's a death. That was a lot of fun. Uh, apparently, it is on uh, Shutter on demand through Amazon now too. So if you do that flavor of Shutter, I don't understand that. I don't understand what? why you would subscribe to Amazon rather than just subscribe to actual. Maybe Shutter. it's I did it so I could download the movies. Yeah. Okay. You can't that do was, that on the shutter. That now. was the oh, advantage. Oh. Okay. I I never I never understood what the advantage of adding that was the only, that was Amazon. the advantage to me. And now I just I just well said, I also figured I mean it, it kind of consolidates if, the billing too right Yeah. And if you have like a streaming TV, which I it do, might not it does ha- not have yeah. the shutter app. Right. Right. So I can't watch shutter movies on that TV anymore. Yeah. I get that. Okay. So there are advantages. Well, thank you for to clearing that up for that. me. Yeah. You're welcome. It's just it's much easier to find things on the Shutter app than it is to try to find them through Amazon. Yeah, you are. Um, nothing uh, else. Not, no. not really. I mean, did okay. did ever did Mike? Did you get the Critter set? I did. You did. Yeah. And I, I, I think didn't we're watch gonna, it yet. I watched the first two movies. You fucker. I think we're gonna do. Uh, yeah, I watched the first two. So oh my now. god. Oh, <laughs> uh, I I I don't know if I've ever seen the fourth one, and it's definitely been uh, twenty years since I've seen the third one. So the now surprise. I'm looking forward to two and three were the ones that I watched the most. Which one up. is Johnny Depp? Is that's Johnny three? Depp? That's okay. Leonardo. That's Leo. Leo. Leonardo. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you knew what the answer was, but we had the totally wrong actor. Yep. I, up, I, I, for, I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but he knew what you were talking about. Yeah. Well, they're both. Could have been know. Angela Bassett. They're both New Line movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you had to choose between a, a critter, a ghoulie, Did a it? munchie, and a gremlin. Ooh. Oh, I'm always going to choose yeah. Munchie from the <laughs> Munchie movies. Yeah, I thought maybe we should, Wait, do, we should, we should do some sort Mun- of. Munchie. 
miniseries. Maybe, maybe for our Patreon. We'll do one. a little thing. Hold on. Kill. This is where it gets confusing to me. Uh, there's Munchies, which are Gremlin ripoffs, and yeah. then there's Munchie. Which is a sequel, but not really. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, Wait, what, Dom are, DeLuise. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. As the voice. Yeah. It? He I love the first the one. Mo- uh, the first one. I don't think they're he's not horror straight. movies at all. <laughs> they are straight comedy movies. But I love Munchie. I don't care what I, anybody says. I think Munchie. is Wernowski a great character. directed. I've never seen it. I just too. remember seeing the the VHS cover when I was a kid when he's flying on the pizza. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I always thought it looked great. <laughs> no, it's, it's hilarious. hilarious. Is it good? The sequel is called Munchie Lives Again, right? Yeah. Okay. Munchie Strikes. No, it's oh, yeah, it's Munchie Strikes Back. Yeah. Get the straight guys. Okay. Where'd you guys get critters from? Uh, I bought it off of Amazon because Amazon how much was that? it? It was well, forty three, and then oh, I had a thirty four dollar gift card, so it was like twelve yeah. fifty. They, uh, I can't do they that. Dropped the price, and then I'm like, well, I'm ordering it now. So. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. people, are we doing critters? <laughs> One, of, yeah, I'd like to. While we I'd were like gone, to. Screen we'll Factory know. had we'll gotten see. a lot of heat lately. Yeah, so, but it's kind of died down. That's a why bit, we were going. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's it's it still alive and well on the uh, on the <laughs> yeah. message board. Why, why are they getting heat? Uh, because they put so out subpar reasons, product and they uh, fucked out a lot of independent uh, there's stores. A, there's so many there's reasons. a very big. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Are like, they all? I've I've always I've never known this. Scream Factory is owned by Shout Factory. Yes. they are. Shout yes, Factory. they are. Shout okay. Factory. They're Shout Factory, but they're a subsidiary. Just because they put out genre stuff, because because I always thought because I always I hear less people complain about Shout Factory DVDs than I do about Scream Factory DVDs. Well, let's be honest though, because Shout- horror fans are a little more rabid than right. You know, Shout mm-hmm. Shout Factory doesn't they don't have problems with their discs, and if they do, there aren't nerds on the internet who are going to jump all over. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Is what I, what I'm saying is I think I think production team be, wise, yeah, it I, has I to be a different some, team. I, I think it is a different team. It has to be because, like what Mike said, I mean, I think people would pick up on like Mystery Science Theater three thousand stuff if there yeah. was a mistake there. And though um, I've never heard a I've never heard a bad thing when they put out a television show or anything. Yeah, yeah, I've no. never heard a bad thing about it. Yeah, Those I think it might great, be a different team. But yeah, I. I I mean, my personal opinion, I'm done with them. I'll pick up anything that I want to pick up. I'll pick up secondhand. I'm done. I mean, if if you're going to buy anything from them, like, you know, V-Stock. Yeah. uh, We're lucky we have them because their stuff hasn't raised over. You'll buy it before I get there. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, I have friends. Oh, boy. Here we (laughs) go. And they they hold them for me. So In low-life places. Like... I mean, Creep Show is what forty dollars online. I got it from well, Beastie. Well, it dropped for... down a little bit. Mike said Creep Show's on YouTube. Uh, no, it's slightly <laughs> under thirty dollars now. Yeah, I got it for twenty five at Beastie. You know, you know yeah. what? I get, I you know yeah. Creep Show's on YouTube. <laughs> oh come on, that's illegal. Yeah. Oh yes, and it's not remastered. Not remastered. Who's getting things that you can't can't buy in a retail? Who's store. giving money away to somebody who's committing? Anyway. I don't know if we'll do a Critters <laughs> episode or not. Um, I think we should. I, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. like to. Um, I've, I've bought the box, so I'm I ready. B- I bought the box. Bought the box. The three but of us have bought the box. I kind of also wanted to wait until Easter for Critters Day. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Will you show enough. that at Late Night Grindhouse, you think, what, for Easter? Critters 2? Sure. That'd be great. Uh, for Easter. Hey, get, get Mick Garris s- to come on down. Yeah. No, yeah. wait. When is Easter? March? April. 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 It'll be like yeah. April 1st. Not April. I already got something planned. Ah, okay. 
I think I like the second one. Uh, I've definitely seen it more. I like the second more. I, I think I've. I, 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 I wouldn't say that I like it more. No, no especially after I, watching I initially it again. thought I did. Yeah, uh, it's. I still have a good soft spot. I still for think it. if you're gonna start but. out in horror, it's one of those safe like kind of starter horror movies. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The Critters you know that, franchise. That first right. one sure wouldn't get a PG-13 today. No. <laughs> there is way too much blood in that thing. <laughs> yep. All right. They talked about it in the documentary. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The, yeah, the doc on the first one is really good. I didn't watch the doc on the second one yet. I haven't cracked open my site yet. Well, that's not a surprise, <laughs> Andy. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> right. That's you, it. You just got to buy stuff, you know, first day in this limited edition world. Did anybody else get Candyman, too? Or no? I got uh, Candyman no. also. Because $21.99. Yeah. I was going to get the Arrow release, but... Joseph? Uh, My last one's a quick one. I dug through the trash because (laughs) uh, there's a Netflix movie called My Teacher, My Obsession. And uh, it's like a Hallmark movie. It's it's, Hallmark or Lifetime lifetime movie? I mean, a little bit of both, but... Really, the really it, the only thing I could tell you about it is if you're uncomfortable watching a high school student <laughs> seduce her teacher, oh. it's not the movie to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough. <laughs> Wasn't it's a not a, it's not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was way on mic. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. It's not good. <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. She tries to seduce oh, it's her pieces. Te- yeah. She tries to seduce her teacher, then tries to kill him. That's pretty much it. Sorry, Jesse. What would you rate it? (laughs) One. Maybe. It's really not good. No, it's not a a star system on there. How many licks in the trash can is it? Uh, That's how you're going to rate these from now on. How many licks? It's pretty far down there. It's like a. uh, It's. (laughs) It's a rotted out trash yeah, can. Yeah, it's pretty far down there. I mean, it's the production value is not bad, but the story is really stupid and the acting is terrible. Ooh. Which part of Oscar the Grouch's house is it? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Where he He's takes okay. dumps. <laughs> All right. Patrick, did you have another one? or just wanted to mention how great it was seeing Evil Dead 2 on the big screen. Oh, yeah. That, that was awesome. Yeah. That thing happened. Yeah. Oh, Josh has so. something to say. Let's hear it. <laughs> Which, by the way, so I'm, I'm going to say it out publicly. If anybody is talking, because sometimes I don't watch these movies, or disruptive, well, this if you come get me. Kind of towards the end, so it was kind of at the point where I was like, eh, it's uh, almost over. Anyway. Yeah. Let it All go. you have to do is say something. See something, say something. Well, you know, and then Andy comes with a big bat. <laughs> was somebody doing that in the theater? Or something? <laughs> what was going on? Yeah, right over the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened? <laughs> Start like, puking on started, everyone. Started chainsawing his hand off. What happened? <laughs> Everybody's thrown up. <laughs> Jeremy's gonna puking. love this section of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Did you do uh, the uh, the half head turn? Well, I mean, I kind of glanced over a couple times. What, yeah. what happened? Just like, shut the fuck up, kind of way. Maybe but I just there, need to give people, like, remote like, buzzers or something. So, <laughs> Like the tingler? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they just buzz it and, like, Bluetooth messages me, like, you know, we have a disruption. Oh, I, I like the tingler. Okay, the, fine. At the, at the end, it we'll was, just do, it was like, really like weird. electrocutions. Yeah. This, this group of people, they were 
fairly quiet for most of the movie, but they teenagers. You know, but no, not teenagers. But they were like yeah. laughing, and which is fine. They were but having they a were, good time. They were having a good time mm-hmm. for a while. You could tell they were kind of confused because they were like. You know, is this supposed to be funny or what's going on? And I was like, okay, fair enough. And I even guess. in my intro, I'm yeah. like, it's the Three Stooges. Yeah, like they, they didn't get it. Like, and then you'd hear one of them start saying, "Wow, this is so terrible." I, oh, it's funny. God. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, shut the fuck Josh up. Went ahead and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then it was like, that's when I would have said something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's whoever, it. Whoever was with them was like, towards the end, he started getting comfortable. Then he starts making like. Mystery sense theater nah. style jokes, and I was just like, "Shut the fuck!" Even though, a- even though it specifically says this is not mystery science theater three thousand before the movie oh, starts. The intro is uh, like basically threatening to kill you if you talk. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So I guess I need did to enforce it more. Josh, did you hear them? I actually no, I didn't. Well, okay. <laughs> I fell asleep. Let it out, Josh. <laughs> I uh, I had a friend fly in from the UK who wanted to hang out, and usually before these late these night grindhouse shows, guys. before these shows, I usually have a nap. But that night, I didn't get a nap, and I fell asleep during Evil Dead Two, so I didn't really get to watch. Dun, dun, dun. True fan here, guys. So Andy, after the movie, <laughs> goes. So what would you think of the transfer? You know, I had some problems with it. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bright, in my opinion, but look, I have the 4K. At yeah. home, and that's it's the same train. The next, so. well, the next episode, I'll I'll get more into what I thought okay. of what how it looked. So, so the moral of the story is give Patrick things to throw at people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was I'll Pat- just give him a stun gun or a taser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Patrick's first time watch in a theater, wasn't it? Yeah, because I'd seen the other two theatrically, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Evil Dead Two that was the first time I saw it in a theater, which and was cool because. I'd seen the movie, you know, so many times, but I never really paid that much attention to the soundtrack. Oh, wow. And, I mean, you'd notice it, but, like, it was, like, little things I was kind of picking up throughout the movie that I could just, just felt more prominent. I I hate when people... I hate when people take tongue in cheek and say it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, and the, they don't oh, understand that people, it's intentional. Like, right when the movie was over, I heard one of them say, "That was terrible and great." And my friend Roger was just like, "She got one of those words right." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Well, <laughs> if anybody does that shit next month, or I'm sorry, tonight's show or tomorrow night's show, because that's when. This episode will be out. I actually really yeah. want to go. Kill really want to go to this one. Well, go to it. What's I've never seen. The, I've never seen the movie. Nobody has except for Josh and Yana. Oh, yeah, we were the only two that raised our hands. Very <laughs> All proudly. weekend. All yeah. weekend. I had yeah. a couple people ask, "Oh, is it good?" You know. Oh, it, I is it? Is it good? Yeah. 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 Awesome. I hope here Noel is awesome. Mention it on Twitter, but I didn't realize it was the same movie. So I'm looking. I'm really yeah, looking forward to watching it. And I'll tell you what: when we booked it. Oh my god, it was very confusing because I was like, "Hey, I want to book." And I I said Deadly Games because that's what the German release was called, Deadly Games, but it's also they were like, "Oh, well." And I had the booking all lined up. I just needed Mula to say yes or no. And um they thought it was the other one. <laughs> they went they to their bookers and they're like, "Yeah, we can't find a Deadly Games. Is yeah. it game over? Is that what it is?" Let's go ahead and book that. And then their booker's like, I don't know who has that. And I'm like, guys, I know who has it. I'm talking to the booker who is booking this movie. I need a yes or a no. So 
finally we got it booked. But but yeah, it's, it goes under like Game Over, Deadly Games, 3615 Code Pierre Noel, and then what Agfa's calling it is uh, Dial Code Santa Claus, which yeah. is really the English yeah. translation. Dial S for Santa. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I gotta admit, when I saw that was what you were showing, I was like, what the fuck is that? Because I had I, never heard that title before. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Then it's, I realized it's confusing what it was. Because everybody that's written one? about it. I own the Blu-ray, oh. but no, I haven't no, watched, I watched it yet. All right. It's an out-of-print cool. Blu-ray, by the way. Another cherry, hey. boys. Another right. cherry. I got it on Diabolic a while back. So. Same. Were you just going to save it until this year to watch it? That was the idea, but well, now, hey. now I've I, just wasted my money on nope. it. So. Oh, I'm sure hard. you could sell it oh, for more than what you paid for it. Probably so. Honestly. Uh, I mean, I th- and honestly, if you're thinking about that, you might want to do it because I thought somebody's putting it out on Blu-ray. <laughs> Who's putting it out? I don't know. Agfa? Screen yeah. Factory. It might be Agfa or it might be another company that they work with, which would be Severin, Arrow, or Vinegar Syndrome. So, yeah. Which makes sense. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Uh, the last movie. I, I watched Sorry to Bother You, but uh, I liked it. It was good. Um, I like the one. I like the two. Uh, the other movie I'll mention is the one that I talked about on Trick or Treat Radio, where Mike called me a traitor, <laughs> even though they've been apparently traitor. trying to get me on for years. Uh, <laughs> traitor. <laughs> Molly is a uh, post-apocalyptic movie. Sean, the non-believer. <laughs> it was put out by uh, Artsploitation Films, the wonderful people that put out A Taste of Phobia. Oh, it's just oh god! It's I, there's a reason I didn't mention it. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. Taste of phobia. Not good. Uh, do we want to talk about Suspiria at all, or are you and I the only ones that saw it? I, I did not I, see I it. Saw it. Nah. Oh, yeah. you saw it as well. Yeah. Uh, are we very? Mixed. Are we going to talk about it? Or I mean, if you want, do you want to do an episode? Not really. No. Mm. Was it good? I thought it was okay. Yeah. I also thought no. It was apparently, okay. we don't want to do an episode, and we don't want to talk about it. So. No. I think we should talk about it because it came out after Halloween and people might. I know. know and what well, now it's old news and it's long well, gone. And I want to know your guys' opinion. Uh, my Did opinion was it, I liked it. Nope. I haven't seen it. I liked it, but uh, it definitely feels very pretentious at times. And honestly, even though it's a good performance, I wish they would have cut out the uh, the uh, what's Joseph. Yeah, Joseph's subplot. It really doesn't. Serve I wasn't the t- in the story. Movie. No, not you. <laughs> not you. No, Tilda Swinton and old man makeup. Yeah. Which and and then an unmodulated voice that it took me out of the movie every time that character. It came didn't on. take me out of the movie though. Well, it took me out of the movie every but time. But some people came would on. call the original Suspiria pretentious, so I don't know if I don't think not. It wasn't It wasn't made in pretense. That's the yeah, issue. Yeah, was, yes. This was made as uh, by by a guy with a swollen. Head who thinks that he's really good <laughs> filmmaker. Didn't know where we were going. <laughs> he's, he's seen a doctor about it. He's th- yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's a really good filmmaker. Um, what? Well, well, wait a minute, man. I, I think he is a good filmmaker, but I think he, who did it? I forget. Uh, Luca Guadagnino. Yeah, call me by your name. Yeah. Call me. Which by I still your haven't name. seen mm-hmm. that movie. I don't want to see that movie. You should. It's good. Uh, it's good. That's what I hear. It's but, great. Uh, yeah, I think he's a good filmmaker. I think the movie is very competently made. I just think there's maybe some editing issues, and like you know, he's self-indulgent. Uh, that's what that's yeah. what I'm getting to is that he's self-indulgent to the point where, and I don't know if Amazon said no to anything. 
I don't think Probably. they did. I think they just let him go free, and that's part of the problem. Is that um, somebody <laughs> free? It's, yeah. it's 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 a Tarantino kind of thing where it's like somebody talk to him and just tell him calm it down. <laughs> there were moments I liked, which nobody there were, said. There were some great moments in the movie. Yeah. Um, oh, that first death is one of my favorite death, sequences. The, the climax was it, good. This is the whole year. Climax was like genuinely How was creepy. D- was it Dakota or Al Fanning that was No, there? Dakota. I She's okay. Dakota's not there's no fanning in the movie. Yeah. No, I know. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. I'm sorry. Yeah. The yeah. Name. I didn't hear the fanning part. <laughs> what were you What were your thoughts on the score? I really wasn't I thought it was all right. It was I okay, but I I thought Tom. But case in point, I didn't buy the fucking vinyl. Choice, you yeah. know, it's like yeah, it's all right. I thought like I've I, listened to it on Spotify out of context, and I'm like, yeah, this is a decent score. I, I'm I, not gonna just go spend thirty five dollars on the. I fucking think the vinyl, score though. itself is fine, but I yeah. I thought it it seemed a little out of place whenever you'd hear yes. him singing during certain scenes, specifically the one moment towards the end of the movie where mm-hmm. I was like. That's just kind of odd. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Why are there vocals in this yeah. score? There's a couple yeah. of compositions that I really dig, and I think yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the instrumental stuff was yeah. Good. Yeah, I think the movie. I is, like the uh, the end song too. I I liked it. It I may just, feel a little out of place scene, after everything, the scene but it was in was weird. It's just one of the most mixed bags that you're gonna get this year uh, uh, and people calling it a masterpiece i don't understand yeah that's oh. fine you can think that if you like a lot of people like um, it better than the original which, I, really and which uh, they're fucking insane yeah they <laughs> which i mean insane. i know we're getting close to the end of the year and i'm like trying to think of top 10 and uh i'm struggling i really am uh, but i'm pretty positive suspiria might not hit that top 10 no, at all. Not, not but the me. question is is mandy on your top 10 oh yeah of course mine, mine too well, Which let's we'll get, get up into, in them guts here. And, uh, well, we'll have to start to off George with... George P. Cosmatos. What? George P. Cosmatos. <laughs> you mean his son, is that another Panos Cosmatos. Is, is that a com- is that another Cosmatos. Cosmatos. Get up in them guts. We're going to get up in uh, Panos Cosmatos' guts. Cosmatos. There is no Cosmatos. Damn it. Anyway. Cozy toes? So uh, I think the way Cozy we're going to do this is we're going to talk about his first film, Beyond the Black Rainbow, and then uh, we'll talk about Mandy. And then I think it would be uh, good to sum it up as a whole, uh, his two film f- filmography. Or maybe we talk, touch upon... Both films. I think we'll kind of just... We'll see how it goes. We, we didn't plan this shit out. Except for a topic. So anyway, uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, this is technically a 2010 film, but I think it came out 2011. I'm trying to remember when the fuck I showed it at Late Night Greenhouse. I think it was 2012. What year did I... What year did I talk to you? Because that was the same year. Fucking clue, Joseph. Well, then I, I can know. barely remember last month. I think... Actually, I think last month is October, and I have to now remember it's December. <laughs> uh, I Honestly, think it was if I'm remembering correctly, you showed it in 2011. Fuck! God damn it! Maybe you're right. Well, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I like how you're like... Yep. I'm sorry, I can't hear you say it again. I think you're right. Yes. 
<laughs> He's unzipped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it's out. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right, though. Uh, I saw it at Fantastic Fest in... Oh? Oh, shit, Josh. Hmm. So according to DestroyTheBrain.com, a reputable source, uh, <laughs> June 5th, uh, July 6th and 7th, 2012 is when I showed it. So you got the website wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw it in 2011. Uh, it played at Tribeca Film Festival, but then I saw it at Fantastic Fest. And I saw it at midnight, so same time that I showed it. Uh, it was... I really dug it. I was kind of blown away by it. Uh, but I will say it was very divisive there as well as Late Night Grindhouse. Maybe a little more divisive at Late Night Grindhouse. How many people attended? I a lot. Fuck if I remember. <laughs> no, there was a it lot was of a people. It was a decent amount. Oh, it was, okay. Yeah, yeah. 12 to 15. <laughs> not not <laughs> Mandy. The night that numbers. I the na- night that I was there, it was there was at least 50 people there. Mm. No, there was there was definitely more than 50 people in that. That was one of the few shows I missed. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like how we did with Mandy for sure, but uh I want to say it was like 220 250 for the weekend or something. Yeah. But there, that was at the old high point. Yeah, there were a lot of people that walked out. <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of walkouts. Huh. Um and people I, I vaguely remember somebody being very vocal in the theater one night. Really? Like, what the fuck? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> so, uh Beyond the Black Rainbow is his first film uh and his meaning Panos Cosmatos who um is is the son of George P. Cosmatos. Cosmatos. <laughs> <laughs> uh who directed Tombstone. Cobra. Cobra of unknown origin, which you can buy at Scream Factory. But just be prepared for your placement yeah. disc afterwards. <laughs> no, I think that one came yeah, out. That one's yeah. been all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, Beyond the Black Rainbow is a very interesting movie. I, I guess uh, we could we could talk about our initial reactions of it. Um, well, this was my first time So watching. you watched it for the first time, and then I think the my rest of us... Second watch. Okay, so we've seen it multiple, probably when it first came out. And then recently, right? I saw it when you showed it at Late Night Grindhouse for the first time. And then you recently re- yeah. rewatched it. Mike, yeah. what about you? Uh, I had seen it uh, around that time. I don't think I... I don't remember if I saw it at Grindhouse or not. Probably not. I don't you don't f- support me? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, d- I did you back then support a lot me. more. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think, you, I think you watched it at home. I may have watched it Because it was on VOD around the same time. Yeah, boy, I sure didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> then yeah, and then I've rewatched it recently this, while you yeah. were sick, which oh, must have been fun. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, um, uh, I I woke up like that's it was Saturday morning, <laughs> woke up early, felt pretty good. I'm gonna get this done. And then I I, I started the movie and I was like, oh my god. I feel horrible now. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and so suffering through one of the worst like stomach flus I've ever had. Yikes. And watching this movie um 
why I didn't stop it, I have no idea. But it was like I was getting progressively worse. Because you're a trooper. As I was watching this <laughs> stupid fucking movie. Wow. So Mike wow. likes it. I, I, have, I have some sort of appreciation for the craft of it. I so did your agree. opinion change or not? <laughs> I'm confused. I, I remember really hating it the first time I saw it. And this time I did not like it at all. So, sure. Okay, so it improved a little yeah, bit. Maybe. I'm going to uh, leave you last, so okay. Josh, since you just watched it for the first time. So, Patrick, what about you? Did your opinion change at all? Well, not really. Did you initially any, like it? I or? did like it initially. I think I liked it more the second time because... Uh, and also, let's be clear. The second time you watched it was post-Mandy, right? Yes. Okay. In which I was surprised to find that it was even more, uh, even more esoteric and abstract than Mandy is, which yeah. is saying a lot. Yeah. Um, but I had mentioned on a previous episode about we when we were kind of talking about our initial reactions to Mandy and uh, how movies like that, like uh, Panos's uh, filmography, is kind of built upon that that whole abstract. Uh, visual, Color, shapes yeah. And the visuals are kind of telling a story on its own, and uh, I think I had compared it to some Argento movies, but particularly I was I mentioned uh, Lucas's THX eleven thirty eight, and since I said that, and then when I watched uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow a second time, I actually read an interview with him, and he actually did mention that as an inspiration for the movie, which I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. I uh, thought it was not surprising. Not surprising, but I had just kind of guessed, but not only... I think he mentioned specifically it's a lot of the architecture, the designs of the interior of the Institute. Uh, yeah. And uh, some of the themes are pretty similar to like the whole thing about emotional suppression and you know just being in that isolated environment and everything and so you know that kind of thing's really right up my alley I I really dig a lot of stories that are not exactly completely cohesive as a narrative you or know, streamlined, you know I mean? streamlined, right? A little you know, more like, abstract. I, I kind of gets your brain thinking. Yeah, and or in Mike's case, <laughs> his brain was on fire. Not for everybody, <laughs> but you got know. my stomach pumping. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's where. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we do that. But yeah, I, I did like it a second time because, like, the first time you're kind of bewildered by it. Like, but, it's a lot. To, uh, yeah. I mean, it is a lot to take in and. Well, I'll get to it. Yeah, when we you get could to either it. be bored by it or fascinated by it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, what are you guys flicking? What is, is that? Like football? What is uh, <laughs> Joseph. Joseph Burge. I am not a artsy film person. I never have been. Uh, we never had the, will be. No, we had the disagreement about Neon Demon where you guys said you liked it and I said nope. it was good. I love Neon Did Demon. Did not say that. No, Andy, <laughs> wow, no, Mike on the defense. No, Andy said he liked it, yeah. and I said I like that it. I I said that I hated it because it I was. I don't abs- think it's his best film, but I I think it was abstract, and I don't I I'm not into the abstract film as a whole. It's just I 
I get it. I respect it. I respect the idea behind it. But to to give context, the first time at Late Night Grindhouse, I fell asleep. Yeah. I yeah. I fell asleep. I thought it was I I didn't get it. Like I'm not saying I didn't understand it. I'm just like I don't I don't get why this is great. And then I watched it a second time after Mandy. I have a bigger appreciation for it after watching Mandy, but I still don't like it. I still think Beyond the Black Rainbow is a very, very boring movie. Joshua Lightfoot. King of Piracy. King of Piracy. <laughs> All right. So, yes, this was my first time watch. And, and I you watched, watched it, it after on, Mandy. Yeah. Well, no. I watched this first. Oh. Wait. Did you? Yep. When did you watch this? This morning. <laughs> I know. You had seen Mandy before. No. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm confused. So, Mandy, didn't you end up going to no, the I second didn't. week? No, I didn't. No, I thought you went the second week. I you didn't go. Yana went the second week. Yana went the second week. Uh, were you at the bar, though? No. Well, the first time we were at the bar because we had just gotten back from... Okay, that's uh, why I thought you went. Uh, Phoenix. And then we felt... I felt bad because... So, wait, you I haven't went. watched Mandy at all? This was... No, I did watch Mandy. Okay, this, after this. This, this morning. This morning. Got, oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Cosmodo's double feature. Yeah. Got it. All right. If I finished both movies... Otherwise, I was going to say, get the fuck out. Here. We're having a double feature comedy. <laughs> so, this is still fresh in my <laughs> okay. mind. Okay. Awesome. So, Beyond the Black Rainbow. <laughs> oh, boy. Look. <laughs> He's prepping himself. It's... Just because I didn't like it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Right. It's a movie that speaks for itself it is what it is mm-hmm. um i do think the visuals are good it's i mean it's the director's first time first movie right you know? and it just feel more like like an experiment mm-hmm. almost like prepping him for the future you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh but i was very it's not that I thought it was a bad movie. It's just I was very, very bored. Oh no, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I don't. Yeah. I don't have any. I, I don't disagree. have any. Oh <laughs> no, I don't. I get the. I get the appeal. I just don't share the appeal. Is that? I yeah, mean, is I that mean that's what Josh what is saying, saying Josh? pretty much. Mm-hmm. That he he doesn't share the appeal of it, but he he also doesn't get it. Look, there is an appreciation for it in its style. Yeah, but. Uh, you know what it, and I it's not that I don't like it because it's confusing or, or weird like why can I sit through eraser head and not be uninterested um, because it's not boring yeah but this movie is quite boring the visuals are good I just wish he had used those on something different so many shots I think just for staring me, at somebody just fucking talk yeah. I just talk <laughs> god damn it right I think for me I had the feeling both times I watched it of what Mike said I think I felt the script was seven pages there wasn't really a whole lot there they see, stared at each other I, I would believe Flip beyond the, the black rainbow being seven pages yeah they they stared I, each other. Than I just yeah. felt like Flip the, the different the difference being i felt like and i'm sure we'll get into it but the difference being i felt like mandy had a stronger story so mm. it was less boring mm. i felt like beyond the black rainbow had amazing style but it had no substance no. and it made it boring do you know the what the budget was on this movie uh, it was couple quarters. Pretty, pretty <laughs> low, but I do know it was financed through his father's uh, residuals from Tombstone. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it doesn't look like 
uh, it wasn't it doesn't, a huge budget or anything, but it it wasn't it wasn't measly either. Yeah, it doesn't look low budget. I think it's a good looking movie. Yeah, I think it's um, maybe a million or less. Yeah. But, I think uh, you're a good looking movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hear that, Yana? <laughs> he has options. Speaking of Yana, uh, Josh has unzipped his pants. Yeah, yeah. setting it on the table now. Um, Yana also tried to watch this this morning. It didn't work out. Oh, Lord. She hated this movie. She just... Well, she was hungover, too. Right? Yeah. Oh, wait a Imagine. minute, though. I, I don't... She liked Mandy, right? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember I if she liked Mandy it I think Mandy is far less divisive. I think he... No, it perfe- is. I think he perfected what he was trying to do with Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy. So, yeah, and I, I get... I get what what is the appeal to you, Andy? Why why did you why did you like Beyond the Black Rainbow why did you, so much so that you decided to program it and not just that <laughs> to program his second movie, <laughs> Sight Unseen? Are we the only what, two people who liked it? it? So here's you the liked thing. It? I loved it. Yeah, Beyond the Black wow. Rainbow is a very abstract film. It is not very straightforward and for some people I'm not trying to talk down to them, but that's gonna be rough. I mean that's just a simple fact, you know? Um, I will say to Josh's point though that I think some of the themes that he explores in Beyond the Black Rainbow uh, are better developed in Mandy than in Beyond the Black Rainbow um, and he's even gone on to say like uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow is like an inhale and Mandy is the exhale and I think thematically there there's very there's a lot of similarities between the two uh, with Beyond the Black Rainbow, number one, you have to know who I am, right? I love visuals. I love music. Uh, I love it when music plays with the visuals or is very in tune with the visuals. And, you know, I will admit that sometimes that gets in my way and I'll be like, no, I really like that movie where other people will say, eh, it was okay. It's it's pretty to look at, like, pretty to look at. I like the soundtrack. Those were things that people were saying when they were coming out of Late Night Greenhouse for Beyond the Black Rainbow. Except for one guy. He said the whole thing was shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Very well, there's a couple of people, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, it's a very divisive movie, and more so divisive than, than Mandy, because I think Mandy has a pretty, even though it's a basic plot, it's a basic revenge story, it's... Uh, you know, I, I think that's more adaptable than Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is. And here, here's the other thing. So, Beyond the Black Rainbow for me um, is a story about male ego and trying to suppress this this woman. Oh, wh- wh- here, here. What's the best way? I think I've always said that it's like a bizarro fire starter in a weird way. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you have this this female subject who is locked in a room. And we can tell that she's able to do something with her mind. Uh, and Native American George C. Scott is waiting outside <laughs> yes. to talk to her. <laughs> when you're done with her, I'll keep her. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he says in that movie. Goddamn creepy George C. Scott. Anyway. Um, Native American George which C. Scott. Which am, I am reading that book still. Oh, Jesus, Joseph. Um so anyway, I, it is kind of like a bizarro fire starter, but it's interesting because I think this is where you get some of the male ego that he talk that he comments I think a little better in Mandy, but it's introduced here as well. You have also I'm I'm 
key word here today is bizarro. Uh, bizarro. Bizarro. <laughs> bizarro. bizarro. Oh, I love that. <laughs> bizarro. That's awesome. Uh, bizarro Christian Bale, as I called him, yeah. uh, when I first saw the movie. Uh, I was like, oh, Bizarro Christian Bale has a fantasy with this woman. Um, but uh, no, I mean, here's the thing. It's, like, It's Christian Bale and it's uh, uh, Bruce Glover. Bruce? Or, uh, not Bruce Glover. It's one of the... Um, Crispin? No, no, it's the other Glover. It's the, from Gremlins 2. Yeah. Which is, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that guy. Fuck, what talk, is his talk name? about Clamp, right? I, yeah. I yeah, I, I forget. It's I can't remember. Damn really it. <laughs> Whatever. You, yeah. That's what he looks like. He looks like Christian Bale and uh yeah, Glover. But un- untitled. It, it's Glover. very interesting because like especially in comparison with Mandy, you have a uh egotistical male who thinks that he's in possession of this girl because he's getting to her at a young age. And as the the story does there is a story to this movie. Um, I will say it, it does move at a glacial pace. It's probably not the best midnight movie, no doubt. But the the whole reason, and I'll explain my late night greenhouse programming. The reason why I programmed this, even though I saw it at midnight at Fantastic Fest, I also told myself, well, that was kind of rough to watch. But I also watched like four other movies that fucking day in the theater too. But um, you know, it's one that you have to have a little bit of patience for. And again. That's not the only thing. You have to also, like, you know, I get why people don't like this movie. And and they like Mandy more because, again, it's more streamlined of a story in Mandy. But I really like this idea, and it's obvious that Cosmatos likes this idea as well, of uh, cults and what the after effect is of a cult. Because what this is is more of the space age kind of... Um, it's called Age of Enlightenment in this one for Dr. Aboria and the Aboria Institute. And essentially, it's this scientific, quote-unquote scientific, new age kind of group that is waiting for this girl to become something bigger. It might fulfill a prophecy. That's the only part that you're not really privy to. But what's interesting about it is that this after effect of this cult, it's basically like you have a height of a cult and you have a height of like everybody jumping on. It's the bee's knees. Let's get in this cult. And then that dies down. That, that interest dies down. And now we have this aftermath. Bruce, John, John, damn, John Glover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at how much he looks like that dude though. Oh, that's, that's, uh, yeah. the Gary, guy who played, uh, Gary Cole. No, that's, no. that's, <laughs> that's the guy that played, uh, gremlins too. Lu- the elder Luther in yeah, Smallville. Smallville. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you, listeners, for sticking by. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm I, sure you were yelling it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Michael Allen. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the uh, afterthought ideas of cults, and like you know, obviously that needs to die down, whether it be in Kool Aid drinking or this, which is where. Like, we have the remnants of a belief system, of a cult belief system that I really enjoy, where, like, you can tell that financially they were able to build this whole building and keep somebody, quote-unquote, hostage, who is actually the daughter of uh, Dr. Aboria. Uh, so that that's the other part, is there's a Age of Enlightenment scene, which is done 
pretty much in black and white and it's very washed out and out of focus and it's hard to kind of capture what the hell is happening but Barry who is uh, Bizarro Christian Bale slash John Glover right John Glover yeah okay um he is going on a trip and by that I mean like an acid trip basically uh and he's gonna go with his third eye which is supposed to open everything and he's supposed to get this new meaning of this whole thing and he goes on a bad trip and basically when he comes out of it he accidentally kills Dr. Arborio's wife who was pregnant with Elena um the girl that is held captive so I the overall like I just enjoy the idea of it I will say that like it's not I'll watch this movie anytime because to me this movie is relaxing. I don't know what that says about me, but I I'd, I'd agree with that. It's I not like it's it. not that it's not relaxing. I don't I don't disagree. I think that I think that what it feels like in the end similar to the seven pages of, of script moment, I think what it feels like in the end is one really long music video it feels yeah. like a really long music video and i mean it is very heavily visually influenced to a fact that you would think oh well this guy must have done a whole bunch of music videos right i um, i think mandy feels more like a movie yeah and th- and beyond the black rainbow feels like a music yeah video. and you know what in my opinion like even though i like beyond the black rainbow i think that's a good assessment because it also shows maturity because he's also exploring some of these same themes in Mandy as well, which we'll get into once we start talking about it. But Beyond the Black Rainbow to me is just really interesting, but it's also like one of those movies like, you know, if you have somebody that loves like a lot of 70s cinema, especially like Bizarro kind of 70s cinema. Bizarro. Love that stuff. I think <laughs> this is more in line with some of that stuff. Like, I, I don't know. I, and maybe that's just me. Well, I, I think it's me and Patrick. Yeah. They're the only ones. I, I that, love that stuff. I've, but, um, you know, and there's a lot of attention to detail. It's very detailed when you really break it down. Um, like the the second time I watched it, I actually I, broke I, down that whole flash sequence when she's flipping through Barry's book. It's beyond fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like if you are able to... It's all told from Barry's perspective, who we know is fucked up and by the end of it is really, you know, possessive of Elena. Uh, but essentially what he's trying to do is gain her trust and confidence before puberty hits because once puberty hits, which she's, I think she's hitting puberty now, that's when her telekinesis and psychokinesis is at a is a peak. And he's trying to control all that and harness it. So basically he wants to possess her, much like George C. Scott, in Firestarter. <laughs> That's why I've always said it's kind of like a bizarro Firestarter. It's a it's a very abstract film. I think you see it for what it tries to be. And the difference and is that the three of us see it for what, oh, it, is. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think you see the, 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 the intention and the underline. Yeah. And a little bit to an extent and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm no, just but saying a to lot an extent of, yeah. I think you apply that to a the lot movie. of yeah, there are peop- people who really appreciate something can apply more to it, can apply more and see more from it than someone yeah. else. And so yeah. you right, can get uh, more from it and then 
all of a sudden you like the movie more. And plus, you know, not for what it is, but for what it could be, and I, or what it it is in theory. I would totally buy into that. Know? But also, I, I I like a story that is abstract enough to give me enough information for me to form my own opinion inform maybe my own version of the story right because it's it's i will say that you some like of the stuff your own adventure yeah some of the stuff mm-hmm. that i'm doing is maybe filling in some of the blanks right because if you look at it on the surface yeah it's a slow movie it there's not a lot to it it's a lot now of style it. it's, <laughs> there's a lot of style He's finally backtracking, guys. Thank you. No, I'm not backtracking. I will <laughs> say I've watched surface this movie at least level. seven times. Well, I mean, Josh, what did you what did you want to say? Uh, nothing. Oh okay. no, yeah, I mean he didn't like it. And I that's the thing. I didn't find it relaxing, but then again, my idea of a relaxing movie is finding Nemo. <laughs> I just Jesus, that's scary. <laughs> I just I really think yeah, Bruce and, the and I, I do agree that you may be filling in some blanks. And I want to preface this by saying that um, that that this isn't a, a intelligence or anything else. But I think a modern audi- I think a modern audience doesn't want to fill in blanks. No, and I that's don't very think. True. I think they don't. They don't have the desire to fill in blanks. And it's not for lack of intelligence. It's no. not for. It's just. Yeah, for it's just people, one of those things where some people just go look. I they don't just want to be entertained. To, yeah. some yeah, people are going to be like, "Why are these?" Random images being thrown. I get that, and, and, and that's that's very. I cool. like, like you said, I like being able to fill in the blanks and kind of interpreting it your own way, and while also kind of fitting everything together. While to also see hitting how, well, well, I have, my hands are flailing. <laughs> flailing. I'm just so but, excited but about this a, movie. Got here's me. the other thing: is like you <laughs> know, Muppet over here. <laughs> I like <laughs> films with some sort of re- rewatchability value, right? And to me. Like, even though you all scoff at it, like, maybe rewatching it a second time, like, Josh won't watch it a second You have time. to, I, no, see, you have to, I've here's the on. problem with it, but the problem, there's a difference between rewatchability and forced rewatchability. I think the movie, the movie lends itself to an ADD syndrome where you stop paying <laughs> attention, so you have to rewatch it yeah. in order to get everything because you stopped paying attention. Honestly, at I think point. this is anti-ADD, no, I, or or at best, it I exposes how much attention span people have. Because yeah, let, let's be honest, this is not really a film. I think for the general majority of audiences that have a short attention span. I mean, let's face it, like. Mm. General audiences right now, they they have problems putting their fucking phones away throughout a movie, and they have to constantly check things, right? To me, when I watch this movie, and maybe this is where the relaxing part comes in, I watch it, and I feel like I need to watch every frame to assemble this film. And maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But what I will tell you is I'm definitely in the minority of liking this film. I've always known that. I I honestly would say it's probably 60% hate it, 40% like it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say minority. I like this new rating system. <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't say minority. I would say. I would say more than not. People don't like it, but I wouldn't say minority in terms of like only ten percent of people. Well, like if it. we're talking genre fans, I think it's pretty, pretty split. Maybe more so sixty percent not like it because several people. When I went to see it, I remember several people did like it. Yeah, 
And then there was like the but loud. But then there's people there, there that was violently like the, hated. There was like the loud guy who came out of the movie was like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, there were people doing that before <laughs> the movie ended. There was there was a friend of mine that I haven't talked to in a while. He came out and he's like, "Dude, fuck this movie! I, I don't know where the fuck it's going. It's not doing anything. I love the imagery. I love the soundtrack, but fuck this movie. I'm out. Bye." It ended a friendship. Yep. This movie ended a friendship. Uh, guy. Sure, sure. <laughs> I started beating up people who liked it. <laughs> you like that movie? <laughs> There's consequences to liking this movie, man. I'm telling but, you. But to switch gears, I think Mandy is... I, I really do feel like Mandy is what he was trying to do It perfected. Because I like Mandy. Yeah, I love Mandy. But here's the thing. I, I don't, don't think he's trying to do the same thing. Yeah, I don't think he's trying to do... No. I think there's some same ideas, for sure. But I think he's trying to adapt it to a more um, palatable <laughs> film where you can digest it better. And this is all about digesting, guys. Uh, Mike's stomach. Yeah. Uh, this mm-hmm. is what we're all mm-hmm. centralizing around. I mean, so, for instance... It made me sick. <laughs> so, for instance, I want to hear, like... I know, Mike, you said you didn't like Mandy or Beyond the Black Rainbow. No, that's not true. No, oh, he I likes haven't. Mandy. He doesn't like Beyond the so Black what, Rainbow. So, for you, what's the difference? Uh, the the mm-hmm. difference is that One's Mandy, enter- Mandy is engaging and entertaining, and Beyond the Black Rainbow mm-hmm. is nonsense. I wonder, mm-hmm. you know, I am kind of curious, like, I don't, I don't think this really plays Plotting at this nonsense. table, but with Nick Cage in Mandy, I wonder if that helps some of that quote-unquote digestion that I was saying. Not, re- I don't think him specifically helps. I think you have to pick an actor who can go off. Yeah. But, but yeah, to, and to I not don't, to use Cage Rage, which you hate, I which hate I still want to hear why you hear hate Cage Rage. <laughs> Because then people are expecting an action out of an actor versus his actual craft applied to a film. They're expecting right, but he did it to those. Himself. No, I agree. I okay. totally agree with that. As long as you, I understand I'm not saying that, that this is something that the audience did. He definitely played into that, and that's why he works so well in a film like Mom and Dad. Right? Is because right. that's like, oh well, everybody knows him for going off the handle. So let's give him a reason to go off the handle. I think Mandy wouldn't have worked without an actor who could go off the handle. The, yeah, the, the imagery needs to be as visceral as the music in order for that that movie to work. And so I don't know that it makes it more palatable, but I know that if he... Let's say... I, I know this is stupid. It would never happen. But if you put somebody meek like Michael Sarah in the role, it wouldn't have worked at all. No, I'd like no, to see but that. Even, <laughs> even though those... I knew that was going to happen. I don't, well, think, I, I don't think I'd be I opposed mean, to seeing that at all. Thanos, <laughs> when he wrote the script with um, Aaron on, Aaron Stewart on, I think, uh, when he co-wrote the script and was getting ready to film it, he wanted Cage to be Jeremiah Sand, which... Yeah. I that would have been interesting, but been probably a... not as good, but in my opinion. I will say, oh, like, I don't know. I think it might have been pretty interesting. Even uh, though I like those moments where he's... You know, go off the handle or whatever. Like, there's actually, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I think there's actually some good acting from him. No, I, oh, I also always, agree. Plus, there's like even even those even those quieter moments and stuff. Like, 
I mean, he's pretty emotive in this movie. Like not he's just the rage. Always moments, been but just a good like, actor. Yeah, there's there's he more of a reasoning. It's roles. it's this cliche that he's a bad actor, but I think he's made poor choices of movies that he yeah. would be in. Well, but, look, I mean, he had some IRS issues. So he had the bills. Several he's, of the movies he's picked. You you can't be a good actor. The Wicker Man remake that was just yeah. a terrible film. Yeah. There was no way he was going to act that. And people also use Ghost Rider. Ghost yeah. Rider is also a terrible film. But then you, you can't have get around bringing it. out the dead, which I like. It's a great Scorsese film that never yeah. really yeah. gets talked about, which is <laughs> yeah. a shame. It's unheralded. Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> was that the introduction of the bad hair plug? Was that like the start of it? They're just, I think he... But there are people like that love Drive drive Angry, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, I, but I agree. There are moments where there's some really solid acting going on. I think the guy that they chose to be Jeremiah Sand... I like him. I think okay, a well, lot of his scenes are extremely emotive. Hold on. But imagine so, Julian Sands in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, let's, so let's make sure we cap off Beyond the Black Rainbow yeah. before we get into Mandy because now we're kind of diving more so. In it's the, a no thank you. Yeah. So, uh, so out of the five of us, uh, 40% would say <laughs> check out Beyond the Black Rainbow, whereas 60% of us would say no See? thanks. Mm-hmm. See? See, my, my, my logic works. I, I <laughs> brought up those percentages. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, it's on Shudder. So if you're already there getting ready to watch Mandy, I, I think you would probably uh, want to watch Beyond the Black Rainbow, or but maybe not watch it early morning, late at night. I don't know. <laughs> um, but what I will say is, again, after we get done talking about Mandy, I think there's... Um, a lot of duality between the two films. Yeah. So, okay. So Mandy, uh, which just came out this year uh, from RLJE Entertainment, whatever. Now officially on Shutter. Now officially, yeah. yes. Officially. <laughs> how did it? How was it unofficially on Shutter? Well, now it, it, they it's, announced it like <laughs> a month ago. They said it's coming to Shutter, guys. Yes. Yep, you can you can you can rest easy. We'll be having it. Which is funny because it was it's always like, okay. Their logo was always on the trailer. I'm like, yeah, this is obviously going to play on Shutter because yeah. I think they helped co-finance it with Spectre Vision or something. Yeah. I forget how that, that deal be. went down, but anyway, uh, Mandy, yes, um, an eight year gap between an eight year gap. I but, hope he doesn't well, do that again. Less than an eight year, a seven year gap. Well, technically, I guess, yeah. Like I said, Beyond the Black Rainbow was made in 2010, didn't come out until 2011. We didn't see it at Late Night Grindhouse until 2012, so... We think. But, no, (laughs) I guarantee you, I looked at the site. Uh, But, yeah, more than a five-year gap for this director, for me, and I guess for Patrick, but nobody else, was very disappointing because it's just like, where, where, what is this guy doing? Mm-hmm. Um, because I really like, I thought that was a strong debut, even though it definitely does have some pitfalls, you know, I, it still made me interested or highly anticipate his next film, which again, Mandy. Uh, so <clears throat> this one, like Mike said previously, uh, I booked Mandy for late night grindhouse just off a of bit beyond the black rainbow, seeing that movie multiple times. Had you seen the trailer yet? Yeah, I have seen the trailer and I've heard a couple of people talk about it at the Sundance screening back okay. in January earlier this year. But I made a conscious decision not to watch it at home because 
from what I knew from Beyond the Black Rainbow, and the reason why I brought that to Late Night Grindhouse is I felt like if you had any interest to see that movie, it needed to be seen on a big screen. Um, same, and I, I felt like, you know, Panos isn't going to be one of those directors that says, oh, well, m- that sensibility is going to change with my f- further, you know, output, right? I feel like every director always wants to see their their films on the big screen, but unfortunately in this day and age, that's not possible. So, you know, one of my little sub things with Late Night Grindhouse is I always want to try to bring a new movie every year. Uh, since we moved to Moolah 2016 uh, and 2017, that didn't really happen. Some will say Victor Crowley in 2017, yeah, but, but that wasn't a Late Night Grindhouse show. Um, you were there. I was there. You did it. So I'm late night grindhouse. I am late, late night, night grindhouse. <laughs> Is that the new? That's gonna be the new fan campaign. We're just gonna have people stare off into the camera. I am late night grindhouse. I like that. You I are. I do like that. <laughs> you are late night grindhouse. There might be uh, some traction on that. <laughs> Maybe that should be the shirt. Maybe that should be. The I shirt. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, I booked it. Sight unseen because I didn't want to watch it on a computer. I didn't want to watch it on my TV. I just wanted to watch it on the big screen. And, you know, I had a pretty decent sensibility that it would do well. And not to toot my own horn, it did do very well. It's the most successful late night greenhouse show. Two weekends. Two, two weekends. It was so popular, we had to do two weekends. So four shows. And That's awesome. that took up a lot of September. <laughs> <laughs> Half of September, technically. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, so Mandy, uh, everybody saw on the big screen except for Mike, right? I know we've talked about this before. I just want to clarify. Yeah, it. and me. Well, Josh. Oh, and you. Yeah, and you. Oh, yeah. Which you watched again for the first time this morning, yes. right? Okay. Just get my story straight. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mandy is a story about uh, Nicolas Cage's character, Red Miller who is a lumberjack that uh, comes home, and we're basically introduced to... So he is a lumberjack. Yeah. That was the only thing I was confused by. I was like, what exactly so is So essentially, he's a, yeah, he's a lumberjack that's, um, you know, I mean, the, the rough idea you get is that they're clearing out some of the forest to make way for some new development. This is, this is again, another theme, I think, of the old, you know, replacing the old with the new. And that's, again, something that I think was said in Beyond the Black Rainbow, maybe not as well. Um, because also, ooh, that is the one thing. My complaint, not to think everything was great about Beyond the Black Rainbow, it does end very abruptly. <laughs> a little bit of a total shift, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, having the Heshers by the campfire, they yeah, get killed off. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> And then, yeah, it ends off with his head getting cracked. That's it. Um, but... The end shot to that is where I think that that's also another theme that gets carried on with Mandy um, right off the bat is she is now leaving this old life of the cult, which again, past tense, and looking into a suburban neighborhood yeah. into the the future. It kind of represents right? moving into the real world right. outside of the... Now, both of these films do take place in 1983. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Um, that's his fascination. I don't know what's with 1983. I can't tell you that. Uh, but that's, that's when the what, big chill came out. 
Yeah, that's also when his father's uh, that's movie. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> that's exactly. That's when what his it is. father's <laughs> movie of unknown origin, which is his favorite of his father's filmography. <laughs> that's also when that movie came out. Was nineteen eighty three. So anyway, um, has so he, has he not seen his other movies? No, he has. Oh, okay. He just thinks of unknown origin is the bee's knees from from mm. his dad. Mm. I don't know. You'll have to talk co- to him about it. To each cosmetos their own. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe when you talk to him about it, if you ever do, you can get his name right. No, we'll get him on the show before I do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 so anyway, um, yeah, Red Miller hops on a helicopter, goes to back to his home, to his wife, Mandy, and... Um, and uh, I just yeah. thought about this. What? Oh, no, it's in the 80s. I was thinking, what if this was Red from that 70s show? This was him as a younger man. This was Kurt Wood Smith as a younger man. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, they go about their day. So, like, pretty much the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes is a day in the life of Red and Mandy, right? And then uh, Mandy goes to work and she walks to work and unfortunately there is a van full of creepy characters and Jeremiah Sand who, uh, you know, we get the general... Yeah, we get the general sense that this is another cult, right? Uh, Or people that follow this man and that's further explained as we go on and Mm -hmm. progress in the story. Um, But he, you know, she catches his eye and then he feels this, again, possessive need to have this woman because who knows? I mean, it's just a possession. He feels naked without her. Yes, yes. (laughs) Doesn't feel complete, Um, which is interesting because, again, that's like other cult mentality, right? Um, So, yeah, uh, that happens. I'm I'm not going to go plot by plot you know, scene by scene with this movie, but hijinks ensue mm. and uh, shit happens, and and it gets funny. Yeah, it does. Uh, no, funny, really? Okay. Oh come on, the scene where he's <laughs> battling the biker gangs is pretty funny. I don't think it's funny. No, I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't think there's any humor to this movie. I mean, there, there, there there's some, some, humor. some humor. I mean, humor. the one thing, that, yeah, that's the shirt. What t- yeah, yeah, that's that, what I'm. T- that was my favorite shirt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, that is kind of funny, but yeah, uh, it, it's a weird because like that line. I think it's almost a adaptive response to like. It's obvious that they watch movies and they get stoned and yeah. all this other stuff. And I mean, this thing is kind of entrenched in like stoner, heavy metal, kind of like heavy metal, the magazine culture. Yeah. Uh, very fantasy based. Yeah. Right. Um, which is why I think we take this journey the way it takes the journey. Um, but when he says, you ripped my shirt or it's my favorite shirt. Yeah. You know. He's just trying to basically deliver a one-liner of sorts, mm-hmm. you know, um, just because that's what you expect out of a revenge story. Did you watch the behind-the-scenes thing on the disc? No. Well, yeah, I did. Because he he they they he does a talk about bit of him it, right? talking yeah talking to to Panos, Panos and uh, I, and saying you know what what if what if I I'm like you tore my shirt like I'm reminding her, and that was a thing also mm-hmm. that that uh was a revelation to me is that one of those bikers is a her yeah did you know that one of those was a woman no i, I thought so i didn't catch that i thought Mm-mm. they were 
The one he has the knife fight with, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was a her because of the way the costume was built. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't paying any attention yeah. to that. <laughs> but just him hearing him say that in the, the behind-the-scenes feature. And also there is a tribute to uh, Enter the Dragon. Where was that? Uh, in that very same scene. There's a technical shot. Oh, yeah. With the yeah. zoom in. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. I, I'm not gonna go play by play. So I general consensus on here. We'll do the same thing we did with Beyond the Black Rainbow, and we'll start it off with Mike. Um. Did we start with me? With Beyond the Black Rainbow. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh. Well, watching this a second time. Uh. It. It was. It Ooh, was kind changes. of like watching uh an entirely different movie. For me, oh, oh, um, I, you weren't. Uh, and to be fair, you weren't that negative no, as we were painting not, it out to be. I was no, God no. It, it's it's if if you were to ask somebody else, you would, it would say sound like I hated it, and I didn't. I just don't think. I think that it was generally, like genuinely oversold by people saying that this is the best fucking movie of the year. I, I would not agree with that. It's in my top genre movies of the year. I don't think it's going to be in the, my top ten, period. But, you know, I, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. Um, trying to... I, I guess I, I found it less um, uh, less plotting. Uh, I think because I, I knew what to expect this time, that the first hour of the movie is or at least the first like 40 minutes are really slow and it's building and that you know please tell me you weren't one of those people that said the first hour is boring and then it picks up uh the first time i watched it yeah absolutely Uh, no absolutely (laughs) wait Ah! (laughs) (laughs) okay so (laughs) continue yeah so i i thought the you know the first like forty minutes of it were art. They're slow, but it's 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 methodical, and I get the reasoning for it this time. I did not get that the first time from it. Um, I, I thought it was just slow for slow's sake, and I thought that it was indulgence for indulgence's sake. Kind of a, you know, I can just have you stare at these people and they can have a little conversation. You can just have to watch it. It's like, well, <laughs> you just no, have to watch it. you did that to me in. Black Rainbow, and I didn't appreciate it then. <laughs> and I think, I think uh, having having you. to watch that, having to watch what you can't see is, is, to is Mike was way <laughs> wagging his finger like he was punishing, <laughs> having to, <laughs> having to endure watching Beyond the Black Rainbow again and seeing what the other side of it is. It was like, oh, Mandy was not that bad. So maybe it was comparatively <laughs> that I was. I was so bored by the conversation, just staring at people not talking, that seeing this couple and seeing their relationship and seeing them actually talking and telling each other things and, and, you know, having actual conversations, you know, even if they're about nothing, even if they're just, it's just building their relationship and showing how much that they had a connection and uh, building to the point where you really understand his pain from from losing her more than you would just you know 
if it was just like they cut that beginning out and it's just like hey these two people are together if they had cut most of that out i don't i don't think that it would work as well as it did nor would it be as convincing when you know he loses his fucking mind after she dies yeah uh granted part of that is the acid and the <laughs> mountain of cocaine that he shoves up his nose uh <laughs> on a glass uh, shard yeah 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 and uh <laughs> yeah so it, it, you know his madness just grows as he goes along and i i was i was just along for the ride this time it w- it wasn't trying to i wasn't trying to to figure out where it was headed or to to wonder why nothing was happening for the first, and I was like, "Why? Why do people love this movie so much? Nothing is fucking happening." And I get it now. I get, I get, I get more of it now. now. He's so coming around. Mike's just oh, having a fucking was, crisis <laughs> on the sofa. Like, what is happening? I was really, I was really Why? upset the first time I saw it, and I was like, "Well, that ended up well, but how is how is that everybody's favorite movie?" I st- I still don't quite get the adoration for it, but I think it's really good. So I, I, you know, my my opinion on it didn't necessarily change. It just improved, and I was just able to appreciate it more. Maybe because Black Rainbow is so bad, and that uh, <laughs> comparatively, maybe it was comparatively that I was hopping on it and and going, oh no, that I I get that was bad. This is not. So <laughs> I I don't know if maybe if that helped if that helped me come around to it, but. Uh, you know, I, I I I like Mandy a lot more than I did the first time I saw it. So. Did it did it jump up in stars? Uh, it's it's at four. Okay, it's at four oh, now. That's pretty good. That's good. good. It's it's four. It was it, it was at a three, and then then thinking about it, went up to three and a half, and now one more watch, and we're gonna get four. five. I don't think I. Don't Are you think, giving it a five, Andy? No, I think it's. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, Andy would give it a six if he could. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, no spoilers so far. It's the film to beat for me. It's my number one. I, I don't think you've seen some of these. And better that's possible, movies, but that's okay. Like, uh, okay, so uh, before we move to Patrick, sorry, Patrick, that's okay. Uh, what movie are you? Uh, give me a like movie. Widows, for example. Oh, I know. I, I want to see that. Go, for sure. Ghost Stories. You said was was very good. Uh, I've he seen didn't that. care for Ghost Stories. That's fine. Uh, I think First Man is fucking incredible. Some I feel bad that I didn't watch that with, on the I big guess. screen, though. Uh, are we talking? Are yeah, we, that's a mistake. What about genre movies? Are we? <laughs> that's a mistake in your life. I <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to sit down and think about it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. I, I. But you know, I a Star is Born. I really liked a lot too. There are a lot of good movies this year that you know really affected me and really impacted me and. You know, th- this wasn't the one <laughs> like it did to so many people. But it might be Wasn't the seven <laughs> or the eight. It's, it's in there. <laughs> it's, it's in the it's in the conversation now. At yeah. least, oh, yeah, that's good. good. I'm glad you rewatched it. Kind of came to some of your senses. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I liked. I don't know. Having watched the the Blu-ray, having watched the deleted scenes, which you bought, right? You yeah. bought the Blu-ray. Yeah, even though. You just even though I hated that movie, yeah, no, you liked so much. It. Yeah, no, I bought it. <laughs> See, I told you, Josh, he buys everything. You know, it was fifteen dollars on Amazon. Yeah, I bought yeah. It. All right, 
Okay. I don't that's buy enough. things I hate. But <laughs> that's enough out of you. I do. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> I have a trash can specifically filled oh, with things but, I oh, hate. You're skipping me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's Patrick's turn now. Uh, I already loved it the first time, but the second time I loved it even more because even though seeing it in the theater that first time, it was there was still a little bit of bewilderment even though you could understand more of what was going on than say beyond the black rainbow mm-hmm. but i mean you, you had to piece some some of it together but you know on second watch it's like okay so this is what this cult's doing this is um you know especially like mike mentioned earlier with the dialogue between uh red and mandy and you kind of get a little bit more about their relationship and you might miss a few things. Granted, the first time I watched it, I actually did miss the first five minutes. So, Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right, so because you were it, in the bar. It was, I was. That was a very long line. I'm sorry. That's okay. I know. And <laughs> so much happens in the first five minutes. You're really not, lost. Not that, that so much happens. No, not it, really. but, but as far but as, it, like, missing some of the There is. I mean... If you want me to be honest, there is something important in that first five yeah, minutes. And yeah, you kind of, especially with her being an artist and doing a lot of like fantasy kind of art, well, reading the same book. Kind of. Did anybody times. watch the the final scene after the credits? I didn't know there was. I, I forgot one. to fucking even I, mention did that. Sam Jackson, Jackson in this one too? Yes, I, Sam Jackson the but, Holy shit. Yeah, I did, I watched it. I've come to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. <laughs> I did. I I stayed at late night grindhouse to okay. see it. But uh there's also one at Beyond the Black Rainbow too. But before we get to that, I just want to mention that with that context of her like being into all the fantasy stuff, it right. really kind of lays the groundwork for the rest of the movie. Right. And where it goes, especially the ending and like the little animated vignettes mm-hmm. scattered throughout the movie, so made more sense. Cool. But what is after the credits? So after the credits, it's just a shot, much like Beyond the Black Rainbow. It's one shot, and it's uh, for Mandy. It's well, what just she Nick drew. Telling you go home. Movie's <laughs> yeah. over. Movie's <laughs> over. You're still here. Why are you still here? <laughs> It's like the Deadpool scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's just His a shot open. of <laughs> what Mandy drew. That's it. Gotcha, and okay. what it is is red and the tiger. So that's cool. I did catch that because uh, I get really annoyed when uh, you you're, you end a movie on Shutter. Yeah. And you have to fast forward through the credits for it to go away on the continue watching. Oh yeah, yeah. So whenever you go to the very end, it's not, not like Netflix where it minimizes, right? No. Yeah. Whenever it goes to the very end, you still watch like maybe the last uh, fifteen seconds of the ending of the movie, and then yeah. I saw, oh, there's something at the very end of this movie. Yeah. So I don't. Know. That's that, how that, I I saw it. The only thing that the end of Beyond the Black Rainbow is it's a, a action figure of the Senanat and you actually hear television screens in the background which is very open to interpretation yeah and back I, to that oh sorry I caught that too back to that whole fantasy thing what was the book that she was reading because I'm sure that's got a uh, Serpent's Eye. Well. Um, what was it? Well, it's not a real book, right? Um, but I'm sure, like, it's a fantasy. It's book. got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, which was something I never really noticed the first time. You like, I mean, I knew she was reading a book, but I didn't know thematically what it could have right had in common with the rest of the story, but. right? 
Joseph? Um, similar to what I said before, I think Mandy is wholly more palatable than Beyond the Black Rainbow. I was not in the people like Mike who thought the first half was boring, but that has to do with the fact that I actually do like world building. So Mm -hmm. I like books like The Lord of the Rings where people talk about how J.R.R. Tolkien talks forever about what things look like. I do like some of that. And so I took the beginning of the movie to be this is how we're going to set up these characters and you're supposed to figure out their personality traits from the interactions that you're seeing between everyone. Right. And so I enjoyed that. Um, I very much enjoyed the whole movie. I thought the music fit well. I think it's something you should see in a theater or with a really loud sound system because the speakers were shaking at the moolah when we were there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I think uh, Nicolas Cage was perfect in that movie. I think that it had the perfect blend of humor and trippiness and a story. And I actually felt, like I said, like the experimental things he was trying to do with visuals in Beyond the Black Rainbow, I think, are much better done in... Mandy than Beyond the Black Rainbow and I think that in my opinion I think the way that Andy you think of Beyond the Black Rainbow I think that's what I think of Mandy I think I think that that whole mindset of he's gone to this place where it's music and visuals but he's actually made a film for once and not a music video and I think that's where it goes Uh, I was not ready for the uh, full frontal male nudity (laughs) <laughs> but just think I that was. that could have been Cage. <laughs> um, That's what you wanted, right? <laughs> we could have seen Cage this room. Did but you guys, did you guys listen to the song during that scene? Yeah. Like, you mean the killer track? Yeah, the killer track that we'll play later. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think it. I. I I'm not gonna say it's a perfect movie. I think it still has a little bit of uh, of issues with being accessible to people that don't want to think too much which that I mean that's a subset of your audience whether I think that's right or not it's a subset of your audience and it's something that you have to overcome and I don't think it gets completely there with overcoming that subset and winning them over um but uh it's definitely it's definitely a four four and a half depending on whether you have halves in your writing scales, it's right up there near a perfect movie in the way that it's executed. Yeah, and I mean, I will say with Late Night Grindhouse Crowd, I didn't hear a lot of negative reactions, but I mean, I've been told there have been some, and I don't know. It just wasn't as violent as like Beyond the Black Rainbow for sure. <laughs> there was some laughter in weird places. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like that first night at, at the theater was a little goofy. I think I think it's I think it's discomfort. I think people are uncomfortable about some of the stuff going on, and that's what makes right. it seem. Fun. But there were also drunkards that Drunk like laughed yeah. at uh, anything a needle drop. Or, you know, <laughs> I record. could understand people losing it during Cheddar Goblin. Though. Right, like, right. I, I think okay. that I really it's do nice. think that the discomfort in the movie is going to be part of that whole 
overcoming an audience that doesn't want to think a whole lot i think that's that pulls into it mm-hmm. because if you don't think past what you're seeing it's going to be hard to take mm-hmm. joshua it is now your oh, time. The, by the way that cheddar goblin was done by one of yeah. the uh, too many too cooks, many cooks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> is, which was great. I will eat I all really, my mac and cheese from Cheddar Goblin. I really fucking wish that was on the disc as a separate thing, so I could just see that in full screen. It, oh, in it full screen, I, I got you what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is an extended version, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, missed opportunity. R L J E or whatever your name is. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys are keep in mind since. So much time has passed since we talked about this. Josh just watched it this morning. I did. I regret not seeing this. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, ooh, God. It was about to get scandalous. He pulled a Simon Cowell on us, guys. It was about to get scandalous I did quick. not like that. Ghastly. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I regret ever seeing this movie at home. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) no, you know, I, why didn't you come the second weekend? I forgot. I don't remember. I was probably super busy. I, I, it's just, (laughs) no, I know person. Well, Josh is a busy person. He's trying to get married. God damn it. Right. (laughs) That may have actually had something to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it did. Um, well, look, I thought like, Hey, she's the bride and she made it out. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. I can see where some people would say that well the first forty minutes were slow, but I viewed I actually saw it as the anticipation, like building up to the just the right. bonkers last hour. And yeah. um I thought the movie overall was badass. So yeah. <laughs> um, I like it. I like how simple just it's just bad ass. It is B-N-E-S. bad ass. <laughs> now is it as great as everyone says it is, yes. I say no. Oh. I don't think it is. <laughs> it's not amazing the end all be all, like the greatest movie of the year or anything like that. So it's that. not your top number one, right? No. Uh, I mean, I have I almost seen... want to ask it every... I'll, I'll ask off mic, maybe. It isn't... Because we'll probably do it <laughs> have... top. And again, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. All. We'll be... D- if it's not the end of December, it'll be the... First one of January. One yeah. But then again, I haven't seen a whole lot that came out this year. Yeah, and there's a lot that I yeah. still need to see, too. So I almost watched The Ritual last night, and yeah, I got shot down. Maybe mm. since I just watched... I, I know what my top's going to be, The Possession of Hannah Grace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Autopsy of Jane Doe? Yeah. <laughs> Seventh place, guys. Way to go. Maybe because I just watched Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy back-to-back this morning. I must have been have quite a head trip. <laughs> Um, it's I think I think that I think that plays into it. I think you should watch Mandy again without having to watch the first one. Well, no, I mean he liked Mandy though. I yeah, I did like Mandy, but I think be you said you didn't like Beyond the Black Rainbow, no. right? So I think maybe it may have put a sour taste in his mouth that may have lessened Mandy <laughs> a little bit. There's only one way to go up. <laughs> yeah, seeing uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow first, but I didn't watch them back to back though. So. It felt like like an experiment. Did you start the question like, oh, shit, do I want to watch Mandy? (laughs) (laughs) I almost did think that. I was like, here we go, you know, and it's even longer, but. Here we go, fucking Andy. Yeah. God damn it. God damn it, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like he had perfected his art 
Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was, there was never a moment where I was bored, unlike Beyond the Black Rainbow. I was entertained throughout the whole thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. I like the overall look of the movie. I like the tone of it. Like you said, the, the some of the comedic stuff, I think, worked. And um, overall, like, it's it, like I said, it is a badass movie. And that's, I mean, it's, I can't, it's pretty, it's, it's simple. <laughs> I like the yeah. part where they, were, they injected her with spider venom. <laughs> spider venom? It was like a hornet venom. Oh, yeah, it was it's, a hornet. It's, uh, anyway. It's something. And you I'm know what? I'm kind of disappointed I didn't use the color scheme right now. Oh. oh. oh I like it. You know what? I want to watch it again. So. so there you go. Yeah. There you go. See, I th- I really do think if you watch Mandy without Beyond the Black Rainbow, it makes it a little, it makes it better. Because I think your mind was just tired from Beyond the Black Rainbow. You were just like, oh my God. Such an exercise. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Mandy for me is, you know, I, I guess I'll spoil it. It's like I said, it's, my number one movie of the year so far. It's However, like two. like we've said, um, there's quite a few movies I still need to see. Um, like Goosebumps 2. Yeah, like Goosebumps <laughs> 2, Josh. <laughs> it's actually okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Come on, I mean, give it a chance. Especially, like, I, I mean, it's number one movie of the year for me. In general, and number one movie genre film wise for me so far, uh, that could change. I'm gonna try to cram as much as I can in this month. Uh, I just remember what my channel. other one is. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, you'll have to tell me off, Mike, yeah. or or not. Maybe we just want to keep the suspense until later. Uh, yeah, I I love this movie, and and much like Beyond the Black Rainbow, um, I think there's a lot of themes that. <laughs> get explored here and in my opinion they are explored a lot better and more um, are definitely more digestible than uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow but also um, I think the 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 basic thing that I want to say is that when you look at Mandy at a really normal kind of basic level there's a story there it's a revenge story right yeah. but there could be a deeper meaning and there is um you know, I don't know if, I mean, I'm not, I, I think enough people have talked about it on the internet, but I've thought about it when I first, when I first saw the film is that what we have here are, are two outcasts of society. You know, I think we get the fact that Red is a recovering alcoholic and Mandy is probably the one that saved him yeah. um, and, and graced him into sobriety. Because you can tell he struggles and the first five minutes, I think the important part is when he hops in the helicopter, you have somebody that's kind of in the background, a little out of focus, but he offers Red a drink and Red oh, yeah, says right. no and he kind of looks away and is like, fuck, you know, I could have slipped up there or yeah. something like that. You know, you could tell his gears are turning. So, oh, I, I didn't even pick that up this time. Yeah, and I mean, that that's your first hint. And then, obviously, with the bathroom scene, which the thing that kind of annoyed me was some of the audience... Um, Laughing during that? Yeah, I mean, that's again, almost a natural I, reaction, Again, though. Cage yeah. has done this to himself. And this yeah, is no, a, I agree. Oh, this Nicholas Cage doing his cage. Right, and like, you know. I remember going out to the bar... Um, because I watched this out of the four shows of Mandy we did for Late Night Grindhouse, I watched it three times in the theater. Um, 
but one of the shows I went out to the bar and like they were just asking about the movie they were just there to drink or whatever they weren't there for the show they're like oh is there some real rage cage moments and I'm like it just <laughs> I did that thing and I'm like um sure but I hate that term <laughs> I told the guy I'm like I, I really do but um yeah I mean like Mike said he does he did kind of do it to himself but what I will say is that 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 bathroom scene is even more potent when you know or you catch on to the alcoholism uh, aspect of it he is literally going through a dresser trying to find his bottle that he is obviously stashed away and is looking for some sort of comfort or solace so he's falling back into his into his ways prior to Mandy or maybe during Mandy that's the only thing that we're we're still not sure of I think if you don't pick up that he's an alcoholic it makes yeah. the bathroom scene funny, and, and, and that's very if, possible. And I think if you, because I, I think can even tell if you, you get that, I can you tell can you find what, that funny. I I can tell you what the first time I watched, it, I didn't pick that up that he was an alcoholic, yeah. and I thought the bathroom scene was funny. I thought he was just drinking. Here's <laughs> the thing, like, well, yeah, I mean, he's just trying to find some sort of comfort or solace in it, and he's just drinking the whole fucking bottle, and he's violently reacting. He doesn't know what to do, and he's basically going back to what alcoholics feel is comfort by drinking an obsessive amount of alcohol. Yeah. And he's just having basically a crisis. Like his love of his life and possibly his savior has just died and been burnt in front of her. Um, I will say that there, there was somebody that was like, how is he wearing the shirt that she was wearing? Which is a good question. But uh, it does make me wonder what happened to Mandy after, um, like, in between mm-hmm. the last time the audience sees her and when she's drug out, um, which is kind of disturbing when you think about it. Yeah. I don't know if they, like, undressed her. Because when he does come back in, he finds the shirt on the couch. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's even a little more frightening. But um, that whole bathroom scene, to me, it's just like, I can see the first reaction being laughter just because you're like, oh, I don't know what the fuck's going on. You know, he's losing his mind. I didn't laugh at it. I was just like, oh, shit, this is pretty raw. But by the time he sits down on, on the toilet, you it really sinks in, I think, with everybody, even if you did laugh, is like, shit, he well, is, he starts doing he's his, lost it. He's like, his gear changes. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yes, yeah, I, he's done that before. The cage but then cyclist. He, then it's like he, fi- he he starts doing that, but it he all finds real in. emotion, and it settles in. Yeah. And it's I it's think, him working himself up, I think, kind of, and we're just watching it. Yeah. And I think, you know, on a technical level with that scene, I think what's even more interesting about that scene is that you can tell that it wasn't really staged. Uh, what I mean by that is if you look at the rest of the film, it's technically like the the lens and mm-hmm. the camera movements it's all calculated right but if you really analyze that scene you can tell that there are some missteps when he's like going from the normal shot the back shot and moving in once he sits on the toilet yeah. it's like they don't know what the fuck he's about to do and they're trying to catch up to him and to me i was like okay so this is probably a scene where cage is like i'm just gonna do this just capture it that's it and I thought that was interesting too and in that in my opinion I I would rather have an actor do that than you know the director and the actor talking about what they're going to do step by step and to me 
you know, with somebody like Panos Kazmatos, who is obviously very technical based, and and <laughs> stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was his name? Because I I thought it was comatose after being on the black ring. <sighs> well, that's what Mike keeps saying. Oh. oh. Anyway, uh, but it, it's obviously like you know, there's at least some freedom. He's not that um commanding of a guy to say hey no i need to know exactly what you're gonna do so i can frame this right well, nick cage are you really gonna yeah. try to tell nick cage but here, i mean here's the other thing is like that bathroom scene when you look at the lighting of of the whole movie that scene is really one of the most out of place scenes even though it's not really out of place maybe that's a not good wording but it, no, it sticks is. out it, it sticks is. out it's because out it's a very important moment but also, like, there's just there's a lot of things. There's a deleted scene on the on the Blu-ray that I also read in the script, which I can verify is not seven pages. <laughs> um, I think it's like one forty-three or something. Anyway, uh, where so it's that's only a couple entirely more. too many. Where uh, there's a police officer that comes and confronts Red uh, while Mandy's like going to the bathroom at the gas station, and he's filling up on gas, and like, there's a lot of background that's. That's also confirming. I got got a hold of the script after the screenings, and I started forming my ideas. There was a guy I was talking to, Heath. I don't know if you listened to this, but Heath and I were talking about the alcoholism aspect. And when I started reading the script, that's one of the very early scenes, and it talks about like, oh well, you you're how is she gonna love a recovering alcoholic or an alcoholic like you and all this other stuff, and then. He also calls her a whore. So here's the thing. You have Red Miller, who is a recovering alcoholic, and Mandy, who probably has some um, sexual past where some people may see it as promiscuous. But then when you add that attribute and you factor in the Starling story, which is a really interesting scene as well, that gives you a lot of background on Mandy, it's obvious that she came from an abusive relationship. And also on the physicality angle of Mandy, she has a scar on her, right? So she is like, there's a lot of physicality things that you need to process when you're watching this movie. Again, little pieces are left out in this movie that you, you can formulate on. And in my opinion, much like beyond the black rainbow, you can rewatch it and still gain more information. To me, I think that's, really great in a movie if it can do that and it's not just spilling everything on the surface but unlike beyond the black rainbow it's not as abstract that you can't pick up on the stuff right right? so um you know and then you also have nick cage who loves his raglan baseball jerseys and he has a tiger and then the 44, I mean, I don't know what the 44 means. I haven't deciphered that yet. And it might not mean anything. I, I have to be honest. His big axe that he makes yeah. is amazing. Well, yeah. And then, so here's the other thing. So we get the, um, you know, the movie, the title of the movie doesn't appear until an hour in yep. when he's making the axe. But it's important to kind of note of, um, you know, the the... I guess the title screens is what you would call it. Mm. The Shadow Mountains, which is this really mystical, cursive kind of font. Yeah. And then you get the Children of the New Dawn, which is almost ripped off a fucking Stephen King cover. Yeah, yeah it kind um, of was. And then, then you get Mandy, which is a death metal logo, yeah. right? So again, I think that is also a passage of time, right? 
so even though it's set in 1983, you have the Shadow Mountains, which is like everything is peaceful, everything is blissful, and then you get Children of the Va- uh, Children of the Vampire. Wow, Children of the New Dawn, <laughs> which is this threat, and then you get Mandy, which is like fuck everything. I'm going to kill everybody that was ever involved with this, and essentially it's a fuck you to the 70s and 60s and so forth and the happy free love sort of thing which is what Jeremiah Sand and his crew is technically about even though they don't practice what they preach right yeah because the other thing that is uh, again another duality with beyond the black rainbow is the male ego and how fragile it can be right um especially with people that have a huge ego that think they're the fucking bee's knees and you think they're God, which Jeremiah Sand thinks at, at some, at the beginning of it, I, I would argue like he thinks he is a God, right? But by the end of it, he thinks he's a vessel for God, right? Yeah. And he also talks about it in the song too. And which, he'll suck your dick and yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> when all else fails, I'll suck your dick, man. I got these cheeseburgers. I, think the, one, I, I think the one thing that, doesn't get any play except for one scene is they kind of imply that he was a former assassin of some kind because he because oh, he goes to that gu- Nicholas Cage yeah Red Miller yeah because they he goes to that guy's he goes to that so yeah and he's like he's like these aren't the people we normally deal with and then they he gives him the super high powered crossbow and everything they kind of imply he was some sort of like assassin I I don't know if assassins right word but he definitely had so the way I always kind of read into it and you know fuck I'll probably watch it again before the end of the year um I've watched it like five six times now I forget but uh I just always thought he was a hunter and that's what it was and he probably maybe by word of Mandy like hey store the crossbow or any weapons elsewhere because you're a recovering alcoholic and I don't need it to get messy or whatever. So he stored it with his friend who is played by Bill Duke, uh, Carruthers, who has also in the RV tons of Cheddar Goblin. I, <laughs> that, yeah. oh, Made I by Devane. I didn't know. Huh? Um, so anyway, yeah. It, and like the one problem I had with Mandy was because I think it gives you a breather after the horrible death of her is the Cheddar Goblin thing. Even though I love the Cheddar Goblin Mm -hmm. sequence, I I do like it, but I also feel that, like, it might not tell the audience where we're at. Yeah. I I disagree. I think it's a way to break the tension. I think it's a way to break the uncomfortableness. Yeah, and and that's, I mean, maybe I don't want that. I, I think that's what I'm trying to say is, like, maybe I don't want that break, but also I think it's... It's necessary. I think it's more of a scene of absurdity, right? Because it's just like you just experienced the most traumatic thing you will ever experience, and now you're watching a fucking cheddar goblin puke up macaroni and cheese on kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, That's how life is. I think it's part of the effort to make it more palatable because right. I think at that point in the movie, it's like I said, I think at that point in the movie, it's so uncomfortable. You have to give people some sort of r- respite. You have to give people some sort of you know, second to breathe to make it through the rest of the movie. And I think that's what that's for. And yeah, I mean, there's also, you know, if you look around, there's also the theory that 
all the revenge stuff is in his head because he goes and lies down and falls asleep, and that's when he has the f- first hallucination anima- uh, animated uh, sequence, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. basically ripped out of heavy metal. I mean, you basically get, oh, what the fuck is the green orb? What is that called? Shit. What's the green orb from heavy metal called? Orc? No, not work. Um, you know, it's funny. I just yeah, watched heavy, heavy metal, metal like two Son weeks ago, <laughs> and I just called it the Green Orb. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it looks like Joseph is feverishly looking it up. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't believe that theory at all. Uh, but some will say like, well, he was able to kill the black skulls pretty easy. And you would think I there don't would be think more that was a, there was anything easy about that. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I did like the one that was watching a porn, though, which yeah. was supplied by Vinegar Syndrome. China and Silk, I think it was. Really? I, I forget. <laughs> nice. Was this movie released with a rating? No, no it was unrated. Yeah. And I'm sure the moolah, that scene may have had something to do with it. The moolah was uh, like, oh, fuck, this is unrated? What do we do? It's like, show <laughs> it, because we deal. showed Dawn of the Dead and Evil Dead 2. And yeah. Right. <laughs> like, deal with it. Don't worry about it. I like... Uh, Richard Brick. The sum of Rick, all this movie. They showed Forbidden Zone in the, the, the uh, orb is known as the Loknar. Loknar. Okay. Loknar. And it also calls himself the sum of all. It, it calls itself well, the sum of all. I think all it's Loknar, right? Yeah, Loknar. Yeah. It calls itself the sum of all. Evils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, I was just gonna say, I really like Richard Brake's role in this movie. He has. It's a very short, and, but yeah, it. But I, some people think it's, it's not good. integral, but the, I think it is coming. He's kind of becoming one of my favorite character actors. Like he, the every, only anytime, reason why I would watch Thirty One. Yeah, anytime he's on screen, like you're just kind of glued because he apparently is on Game of Thrones, and I I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that, which either. I just started watching. By the way. Yeah, I need to watch it. But it's good. You also need to watch fucking Halloween too because he's fucking, in that. Fucking as well. Halloween too. <laughs> Was he in Halloween too? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Apparently, I've ambulance. only watched that like twice. Maybe one of the ambulance drivers. Okay. Do you notice uh, Elijah Wood was a producer? Yeah, yeah. yeah Spectrovision. Spectrovision. Oh, okay. Ah, idiot! How we both said that. <laughs> oh, you oh. know Spectrovision. <laughs> Wait, Spectrovision. <laughs> Whoa, Excelsior! <laughs> I didn't have yours on. God damn it! I'm sorry. Oh, rest in peace, Stanley. Oh well, now that was Stanley. Just... Stanley. <laughs> okay, that was weird. All right. Uh, so, so anyway. Um, oh. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about this movie. I mean, I think it's pretty amazing. Um, I I don't know. I mean, we're already like two and a half hours in, so I think might as well make it three. I think we should <laughs> rein it in, especially especially some. We no, haven't even gotten to Jeremy's segment. He's sitting in the corner. Hey, you guys ready to record a commentary for Beyond the Black Rainbow? Yeah, oh, let's yeah, do how it. You guys feel, huh? <laughs> let's do it. I can get all like philosophical. This is the moment when uh, we realize gonna... that the male ego is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna pause the movie at times as well. And... Play a drinking game. <laughs> oh yeah, we could do that. Drink every time every time he says Mandy. <laughs> Take eighty shots before the movie no. begins. No, you just keep drinking <laughs> when nobody's speaking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or you drink the amount that Nicolas Cage does all at once. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, I, by the way, on LegionM.com, you can buy a... Uh, I think they're actually calling it a Rage Cage or a Cage Rage. I forget. Party Pack, where it's you get the tiger shirt, underwear, oh, nice. and socks, and an empty bottle, which Ooh. you can fill whatever you want. <laughs> but yeah. can you buy an empty box of Cheddar Goblin? 
Uh, yeah, you could have, but I think they sold out, so now you have to buy like a pack, which includes coasters and stuff. I you really, really it. want to try Cheddar Goblin Mac and Cheese. Yeah, but there is no Cheddar Goblin Mac and Cheese. It's not a thing. It should be a thing. If you want, I'll buy an empty box, and I'll just make a big bowl of Cheddar Goblin Mac and cheese. And I'll just, just say, hey, it's cheddar goblin mac and cheese. But you have okay. to add more cheese. I think you just use two packets of cheese to one box. Yeah, that's all it is. That's it. Maybe some that's shredded like I cheese. Anyway, I, I think Mandy is one of the best films of the year, but that's just obviously me. me. And me. No, I believe. I it's think pretty so. neat. I think it's, uh, well, I did say one of the best. I think it's the best film of the year for me, but yeah. We'll uh, we'll explore that. I guess, I guess we'll find out sooner or later. So we can expect month. a few Oscar nods for the. <laughs> no, no. I no. mean, sadly, that's not going to happen. Um, he might get a Saturn Award. Shape of Water. A yeah. Saturn Award. You know, honestly, though, I wish. I wish they were like that. But I know. wish he would get some sort of a award nomination. I'm sure he but... will be up for Saturn Awards. Mm. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. I think I think he's going to be up for several Razzies this year. How dare no. you? How dare, how dare you? <laughs> Kermit? How dare you? This <laughs> could work. <laughs> how dare you, sir? I'm going to start flailing my arms again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I think I've talked long enough about Mandy. Um, yeah. I've made all the analogies that I need to make. Okay. <sighs> We're done. Well, okay. Thank you All for right. uh, surviving episode thirty-five. We we did it longer because you know it's been a whole month without us. Yeah, we'll be and we know soon. your ear holes miss us. Yeah. Mike's just like yeah. Unless so where can people find us? No, where can people find Josh? They can find me on Twitter. What's your handle, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta find him. <laughs> What's your handle, Josh? Oh, uh, Joshinator one nine eight nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you switch it to Kingdom Piracy? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. What about uh Instagram, Instagram. J Light Darkfoot. Okay. Anything else? Uh Letterbox. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Letterbox. You, can, you yeah. can also find them at V Stock every Tuesday. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, Joseph. Uh you can find me on Twitter at Pensive Critic. And if you really want to read more things where I talk I about you, who you I were going to plug it. Well, d- d- I do you not yes, want me to? No, you can do it. You Facebook. can find me on GrinchyGremlin.wordpress.com. Dot org. Dot net. Dot net. Dot web. Dot xxx. Dot e. Patrick. You can find me on Twitter at Max Rebo Rules. But does he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. He's I'm okay in my book. Social stuff is hassles. H a s s l e z. And I'm on social stuffs as well. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Letterboxd at t r i e f y. Also, um, yeah, PSN as well. I just uh, bought that forty dollar one year PlayStation Plus. Uh, if you wanted to check out Trick or Treat Radio dot com, uh, I was previously on uh, <laughs> their last episode which was I think 331 uh, it's where they talk about Molly so yeah Molly. Uh, I was on that that was fun um, and that's pretty much it killer track is the amulet of the weeping maze this yeah. is performed by one and only Jeremiah Sand 
you son of a bitch, <laughs> in all of his naked glory. He's righteous. Is man. this really sung by it's Linus? Linus Roach, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I Did didn't know. The, uh, or, did you see the cover art? If it was or not. I, Which, if you wanted the song on, on LP, you could actually buy a German release. That's great. That's on yeah. Diabolic DVD. It's like 60 bucks, <laughs> but you can get a uh, a vinyl release of this. That's great. Yeah. So anyway, thank you all for checking this out. I bet uh, there won't be any single whore fans out there buying that. If there, uh, no. if this was your first episode, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Go you, back and listen to another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. What, what's the next episode, though? Yeah. Have we figured this out? No, we haven't. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll be but back we, hopefully in we two may, weeks. We may do the. We got uh, our best of the year coming up sometime soon, and then loose talk uh, about critters. Loose talk about critters, and then we got some uh, a return of a segment or something next year, maybe. But the important part is you won't have to wait another month nope. if yeah. you've been anticipating another. Week. We're you really going to try to stick episode. with every other week next year. We're yeah. Sorry. Stick well up. <laughs> anyway, Amulet of the Weeping Maze. Thank you guys very much. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Learn this song of you and me.